MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. Wednesday, October 11th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Palestinians in the sealed-off Gaza Strip scrambled to find safety Wednesday as Israeli strikes demolished entire neighborhoods. Hospitals ran low on supplies, and a power blackout was expected within hours, further deepening the misery of a war sparked by a deadly mass incursion of Hamas militants. Airstrikes smashed entire city blocks to rubble in the tiny coastal enclave and left on unknown numbers of bodies beneath mounds of debris. The bombardment raged on even though militants are holding an estimated 150 people, soldiers, men, women, children, and older adults who were dragged into Gaza during the weekend attack. Israel vowed unprecedented retaliation against the Hamas militant group ruling the Palestinian territory after its fighters stormed through the border fence Saturday and gunned down hundreds of Israelis in their homes on the street and at an outdoor music festival. The war, which already claimed at least 2,100 lives on both sides, is expected to escalate and compound the misery of people living in Gaza where basic necessities and electricity were already in short supply. Uh, Israel stopped the entry of food, water, fuel, and medicine into the territory, a 25-mile strip of land wedged among Israel, Egypt, and the Mediterranean Sea that is home to 2.3 million Palestinians. The sole remaining access from Egypt was shut down Tuesday after airstrikes hit near the border crossing. As Palestinians crowded into UN schools and a shrinking number of safe neighborhoods, humanitarian groups pleaded for the creation of corridors to get aid in, warning the hospitals overwhelmed with wounded people were running out of supplies. Gaza's power authority says its sole power plant will run out of fuel within hours, leaving the territory without electricity after Israel cut off supplies. Palestinians there have long relied on generators to power homes, offices, and hospitals, but they have no way of importing fuel for those either. Philadelphians can slowly say goodbye to using those big orange traffic cones to save a parking spot. Police have come up with a friendly competition to curb the illegal practice where an individual uses a traffic cone or other objects to save parking spots. The 24th Police District says that they already confiscated more than a thousand traffic cones and they are now challenging the 15th District to beat their roundup number. People who were shocked to see how many cones the district collected so far. Many Philadelphian residents expressed their gratitude to police for picking up the Save Z's cones. Uh, they also <laughs> expressed their fear of moving them in the moment due to not knowing how the person who originally put place the cone there would react. I think that's why most people don't move them. Right, because yeah. they don't know what they're there for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The new program is called Lose the Cone, Beat Your Neighbor. <laughs> so the 24th District collected a thousand of them and now they're challenging the 15th Police District. Uh, so we'll see how many they're able to collect. Flying above the Atlantic City shoreline are new drones flown by members of the Beach Patrol. First responders can now detect environmental hazards, sharks, and people in need of rescue. These drones will help Beach Patrol in Atlantic City identify people in need of help, which will save precious time. They will also help prevent emergency incidents from happening. The Beach Patrol is able to drop flotation devices into the water from the drones above. That's pretty cool. I, I, I'm that's like, awesome. If, if this actually works... Because like, if you see a shark that's drowning, you can drop a <laughs> Well, no, but they can, they can spot it and then tell people to get out of the water. No, it's excellent. Uh, when the device hits the ocean, it automatically 
automatically inflates. The drones are piloted by licensed lifeguards and can also use thermal imaging to find people in distress. If you happen to be drowning, they can also bring your Amazon orders out to you. <laughs> oh, uh, they are, I ordered a lifeboat. They are equipped with a speaker to announce potential dangers like sharks in the water. The drones can also spot potential problems ahead of time by locating rip currents. Hey, when you guys are out there, do you see a lot of drones or are drones allowed on Sometimes. the beach? Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, not all the time, but uh, I have been out on the beach when they've been flying around. Now, I don't know what the rules are concerning right, right. those. I was curious about that. But I have seen them, so not really sure. The drone footage and important safety information will eventually be pushed out to an app so beachgoers can make educated choices about where and when they get in the water. It was funny because, Steve, you know, you asked about the, the rules of the beach, and, you know, we're, uh, we're on a few seasons in now, so right. we're learning these things, but we were there, I don't know if it was the first year or not, and we're, I'm with my friends, and we're, we're you know, only like knee-deep in the water, and we're throwing a ball around and just kind of, you know, tossing right. the ball, and, and we heard this whistle keep blowing. We're like, wow, they're really... Really blowing the whistle at somebody, <laughs> trying to get somebody's attention here. What's going on? Somebody must have swam out really too far. Right, we're yeah. just throwing the ball around. No, they were whistling us. You have to stop throwing the ball? Yeah, because uh, yeah. balls in the water right there oh. are not allowed because... Oh. oh, we're allowed to have balls on our beach? Yeah, in the we're water? not. No, not until the lifeguards are down. Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah Any so. type of ball? Yeah. Yeah, anything that can uh, you can accidentally uh, hit, somebody hit somebody in the face with, with yeah. so, so, that's so, not having a catch. Just to clarify, yeah. uh, throwing the ball while in the water, or can you throw the ball while you're on the sand? Yeah, you, you can throw go, it on the beach. Yeah, okay. you, you got to go back behind back, the Okay, Not, you know, in a crowd of people. Right. But, but in the water, I know that the, the lifeguards have the... So yeah. so they're blown. The, they're, <laughs> there's a... Whee! Like right at us. Uh-huh. Wow, what, what the what yeah. all the commotion oh, about? Someone's, going crazy. someone's not paying attention. Yeah. Um, oh, that's funny. I never heard of that before. There's yeah. so much room on that beach, though. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. What, but that's yeah. what I was going to ask you. Is it because your beach is so crowded that you can't throw it in the water? Maybe. Um, well, maybe. The, I mean, it's so wide. The beach, the back of the beach is so. Oh, you mean New York? You mean there's so many people in the water? Yeah. I just think it's a courtesy. Once, I think it's a courtesy. Once I, once I figured it out, I'm like, okay, I get it. I yeah. can see people out in the water, and then all of a sudden, you know, you get pelted in the head with a football. You don't want that. <laughs> right, so, yeah. You know. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> NLDS, the Phillies and the Braves are tied at one game apiece. Game three is tonight in South Philly. Arenola will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for just after five. In yesterday's American League Division Series game, the Houston Astros beat the Twins in Minnesota 9-1. The Astros now lead that series two games to one in the late game. The Rangers finished off the game, the th- three-game sweep of the Baltimore Orioles, winning 7-1 last night in Texas. The Eagles, who improved to 5-0 on Sunday with a win over the Rams in Los Angeles, are on the road again this weekend with a game in the Meadowlands against the New York Jets, who are 2-3. and three. Kickoff on Sunday is set for 425, and the Flyers open the regular season with a game in Columbus tomorrow night against the Blue Jackets. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you so much, Kathy. So we uh, took an extra day off, so a four-day weekend. We're back at it again, and Crumbung Cash continues, of course. So uh, that'll be coming up. 
up at 8 a.m., your first shot, and then we do it again at uh, 10 a.m. And it's Wednesday, so we have things like the secret text word. And today, we have a chance for you to win a pair of tickets to see Chris Tucker, the wow. Legend Tour, which is next Wednesday, the 18th, at the Met. So, he hasn't been on tour for a while. No, and this is up and running right now. You can text the word secret to 39333. Of course, we'll send a word back to your phone, and we'll ask you to call and lay with that word. The designated caller wins the tickets, and then we'll have a random pair of tickets uh, or to choose from a random texter. Uh, so listen up for your chance to win. That way, we're going to go live on Fox. Good day today. Uh, our buddy John Brazier, speaking of the Phils in uh, sports, is going to be stopping by today. The director of fun and games at the ballpark. We'll find out what the latest is as they return back to try and get some W's uh, over the next few games. Yes, uh, but, it's a ritual. Uh, Brazier will be stopping by this morning to give us the details. And we are also going to have on this morning the conductor of the Philadelphia Orchestra, Tristan Ray's Sherman, will be joining us. They have a concert coming up on Saturday, and it is the music of superheroes. I'm loving this. So this is yeah. all over yeah. us. And they'll be celebrating all those great themes from awesome superhero movies throughout the years. So you know what? I'm going to start collecting figures. I'm Probably. so much into it. Yeah, be a new thing for you. Uh, so, besides that, we also have a meet need today. So, we're going to have your chance to win uh, some tickets to the Taste Philadelphia Festival mm. at Valley Forge Casino Resort. So, Oliver's Twist Restaurant in Sweetsboro is stopping by as part of that whole thing. Uh, so, we oh, they're bringing tres leche cornbread. <gasps> what? Whoa! Never heard of that before. All right, so we'll do some giveaways with those guys, too. So we have a lot, obviously, to put in your hands and in your ears if you stay with us and on your eyes, too, if you mm. watch uh, via YouTube. We got it all pretty much covered. Everything but the butt, I think we're no, going to we today. We do? Yeah, we, we just send out suppositories to uh, okay. be listeners on the list. All right, all orifices are handled today yeah. on the Presidency Radio Program. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. We have some uh, entertainment news to pass along to you, as well as a stupid question. Some more stuff to win. Stay right there. We'll be right back. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests. But some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On, On the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
So, stupid question. We got a four pack of tickets, uh, single day admission for uh, Famous Monsters Fest, which is coming up this weekend, Friday to Sunday. Valley Forge Casino Resort and Ozzy, Sharon, Jack, and Kelly Osborne are all going to be there, along with a bunch of other people. You will be qualified for the grand prize, which is a chance to meet the Osborne family. So, uh, tickets to this event are for you if you can answer this question. How many players are there on a standard polo team? Mm. 215-263-WMMR. By that, I mean players out on the field, not including the horses. Right. How many standard, how many players are there in a standard polo team? 215-263-WMMR. If you know the answer, mm-hmm. give us a call. Today being the 11th day of October, we have some birthdays to pass along to you while we're waiting for your call. Joan Cusack, <laughs> the actor, has uh, her birthday today. Weren't we just, somebody was mentioning yeah. that they... People that you hate, hate hated her. For no I reason. can't see how you can hate Joan Cusack. I love her. Yeah, I was just watching over the weekend. Uh, Say anything was on. She's awesome. It came in, you know, about quarter of the way through, and I'm like, all right, I'll I'll spend some time with this. And yeah, she's uh, <laughs> school. She, of rock. she and her brother are, yeah. are in that together. School of Rock. She is great as the as the principal. I like when she lets loose a little bit. They go out for the uh, you know they go out <sighs> to get. She's dancing to Stevie Nicks. I love it. Uh, so she is uh, 61 years old today. Uh, Steve Young, former. NFL quarterback uh, is approaching the age of 62 today. Uh, so hopefully he's doing something special. David Morse, who lives locally. Yeah, yes. goes to my foot doctor. Great Does actor. Goes to Casey's really? foot doctor. Yeah. Does he I, still live locally? I don't know. And I haven't been to the foot doctor in a while. But I remember walking you, in there. You, and going, you and him keep in touch, though? We don't. Okay. We don't. Um, but maybe I'll look for him the next time I go to my foot doctor. <laughs> hey, he was just sitting there he, in, the, in the waiting room? Yeah. I was I like, remember. I know that. Hey, dude. I have feet, too. Yeah. He used to go to my gym. I would see oh, him that's, the right. Gym. that's right. Yeah. That's right. He used fit. to go. He belonged to a golf club. I used to play Oh, my God. like all best friends. Oh, my God. Yes. And Marissa. Marissa knows him really well, too. His kids went to my high school. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But that's why I wonder if he still lives here because no one has seen him. He was, well, he was very, yeah, he was very visible. Was he White Marsh? Is that where he was living? Uh, Do you have his exact address? (laughs) Probably somewhere over there, yeah, because that's where my team was. Yeah. I believe he led some of the Philadelphia SAG-AFTRA Protest, not protest. Uh, but the, oh, really, the, the, yeah. the picketing. Okay. Yeah. Remember when, like, Charlie Ralph and Lisa Ann Winter yeah. were out there? He was part of that as well, too. I love him. Chances are he may be uh, still in the area. But He's a co-star of ours, Preston. It. Uh, uh, what was the name of the movie? The mechanic. mechanic. Yeah, the mechanic. That's right. Uh, but it's a big birthday for him today, by the way. He turns 70, uh, and he's been in so many great things. He's great in The Green Mile, uh, the con- in the movie Contact. He's the father of years on St. Elsewhere, Troll Monkeys. Um, just a great actor. So he turns uh, 70 years old today. So happy birthday, Mr. Morse. Uh, it's Daryl Hall's birthday today. Uh, Another local fella celebrates his birthday today, and he turns 77 years old. wow. Yeah, I know. One of the best voices out there. I agree. But he's also one of these people, and uh, and, and I guess if you want to do it, that's fine, um, that wears sunglasses all the time. Yeah. There's a, a, a great drummer, Kenny Aronoff, that I uh, follow on social media, and uh, and Kenny's played for everybody, John Cougar, for the longest amount of time, and he is doing uh, some videos that where he interviews people. Well, 
Kenny always wears sunglasses, and most of the people he interviews always wear sunglasses, like D. Snyder. It's because they're aging rock stars. I got and, it. And, you know, that's why. Yeah, so. Kenny played with Hole and Oates, did he not? Probably. Yeah. I don't know, at some point. but um, He, he uh, also has bad Lyme disease. He has a, his... Daryl Hall does? Yeah, throughout his life, he's bad because he's, you know, he, I guess he got it from his farm. Wow. Uh, well, happy 77th to Daryl Hall today. Uh, Michelle Trachtenberg. Oh, was on uh, Buffy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She played Dawn. Uh, and a bunch of other things throughout the years. Euro trip. Uh, she is 38 years old today. Jane Krakowski. Ah, yes. Uh, Allie McBeal. 30 Rock when she was a kid. She was in, uh, yes. French kissing her father. Vacation. Family vacation. Uh, she turns 55 years old today. So happy birthday to her. Uh, Emily Deschanel. Uh, from Bones. Yes. 47. That's Zoe's sister. That's Zoe's okay. sister, yeah. Uh, Stephen Moyer, who was on True Blood and then ended up marrying Anna Paquin. Yes. True Blood as well. Still married. Uh, 54 years old today. And then the final birthday I saw is Iris Apatow. Ah. Daughter of Judd Apatow. What is she on Euphoria? Uh, you know what? I don't know what she does currently. Um, she was in This Is 40, but I yep. know she does act, so maybe. Marissa's giving the thumbs up. Both oh, right. uh, both Apatows are acting. So she is, uh, and it's a big one for her. She's 21 today. So happy birthday, everybody. Celebrating birthdays. All right, let's see if we indeed have an answer to the stupid question. How many players are there in a standard polo team? 215-263-WMMR, the number. We will go to Grace to see if we can get that answer. Good morning, Grace. Hi, good morning. All right, Grace, how many players on a standard polo team? Is it four? It is four. Yeah! Yeah. Hold on, Grace. Got yourself a four-pack of single-day admission tickets for Famous Monsters Fest Friday and Saturday. This weekend, Valley Forge Casino Resort. Special guests include Ozzy Sharon Jack and Kelly Osborne, Bonnie Aarons from The Nun, and Kane Hodder from Friday the 13th. And all winners qualify for the grand prize. Chance to meet the Osborne family. For discounted tickets, visit FamousMonstersFest.com. We have several things to pass along to you in the world of entertainment. We will start with Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas, they have agreed on a temporary custody agreement. Yes, thank God. For their two daughters following their four-day divorce mediation in New York City. I know we, you and I talk a lot about this uh, away from the show press and calling each other constantly because yes. we're concerned. Well, the, we can feel a little bit... Uh, settled about yeah, this now. So it's so much tumult. It's a joint statement that they've released. It said after a productive and successful mediation, we've agreed that the children will spend time equally in loving homes in both the U.S. and the U.K. We look forward to being great co-parents. So they got into a little bit of a row because she was holding his car keys way up above his head. Oh, stop it. man. And, and he was jumping for them and couldn't get them. Uh, so they, uh, the agreement lasts till January 7th, twenty. 24. That's not too long from now. Uh, Turner and Jonas will have to jointly submit a status report letter to the court on or before December 23rd of this year uh, for all this stuff. To Anything that us. ends up benefiting the kids. Keeps yeah. it calm, keeps it cool. Yeah. All good. Well, this was uh, horrible to see this morning when I woke up, but uh, Olympic gymnastics champion Mary Lou Retton has uh, pneumonia and is in intensive care in a Texas hospital. Yeah. And she is in a bad, Whoa. bad way. Retton's daughter, McKenna Kelly, shared Retton's condition in an Instagram post on Tuesday. Kelly said that the 55-year-old Retton, 
who became the first American woman to win the Olympic all-around title, is, quote, fighting for her life and not able to breathe on her own. Apparently, she has a rare form of pneumonia, and there aren't many details about it. Kelly started a fundraising campaign on Retton's behalf uh, for medical expenses. She wrote that uh, Mary Lou doesn't have medical insurance. That blew my mind. I She's know. a former Olympian. I know, I know. Uh, Retton was uh, 16 years old when she became an icon of the U.S. Olympic movement during her gold medal performance at the 1984 Summer Games in Los Angeles. Retton, who grew up in uh, Fairmount, West Virginia, also won two silver and two bronze medals at those Olympics to help bring gymnastics, a sport that was long dominated by Eastern European powers like Romania and the Soviet Union, into the mainstream uh, for the U.S. I remember she did a lot of TV work, too. She'd appear on sitcoms, and you remember that? And the, oh, yeah. the dramas and stuff? Yeah, and the, and the Wheaties commercials yeah, and the stuff like that. the Wheaties commercial. I, I had a... She, we're the same age, oh. and she had that huge, beautiful smile. I was so in love with her at the time. Isn't she? She's in one of the Naked Gun movies where she does a, a tumble down the aisle. Well, she's also in Scrooged. Yes, yes as well. Yeah, Scrooge. Yeah. yeah, she plays Tiny Tim. Yep. Uh, Retton, a mother of four, currently lives in Texas. She retired from competitive gymnastics in 1986, did numerous commercial endorsements, also made several film and television appearances, including a send on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, she and her husband, uh, Shannon, had divorced in 2018. So... It's very sad to hear that. I hope she can bounce back from this. But, uh, yes, there is a, um, there's a GoFundMe campaign to try and help um, uh, raise some money because she has no medical insurance. That's horrible. Well, in a lighter story, a preview clip from Thursday's episode of Rob Lowe's Literally Podcast, we see Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he comments how his friendship with the St. Elmo's fire actor changed following his divorce from Maria Shriver in 2011. Uh, Arnie says in the clip, let the story be told that since I got divorced from Maria, you haven't been around much. And Lowe replies, I think she got custody. Uh, he said you wanted to prove that to happens. Uh, he said uh, you want uh, uh, Arnold said you wanted to prove to her that uh, you're loyal to her and not me. So because even though we didn't have any of those things, we always had friends that were loyal to me and to her. And they didn't get involved in all of this stuff. He said, but but I mean, you did. I was like, it was like unbelievable how all of a sudden I said to Maria, why is Rob not showing up? So, yeah, she got so that, that, <laughs> it happens. I understand that's that's fairly common. Yeah. That, that there, And it, it may not even be that it's very antagonistic, but people gravitate towards yeah. whatever part of the relationship they favored more. And, and it can be uncomfortable right, to yeah. try and remain friends with both. It I know people Things that were, got weird. Yeah, I know people that were iced out. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, because yeah. they remain friends with... Uh, one of the uh, the, the uh, one of the parties, the one access, of the, yeah. yeah, and so everybody, like all the friends on the other side, completely iced these people out, right? Yeah. Because the spouse allowed these friends to, uh, they made up a narrative, yeah, and and the spouse allowed these people to believe this narrative that was false. Well, sometimes there's just it's not even that that um, conniving. It, 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 it's yeah. just it's just sometimes it can be even a little more innocent, right? Know, I guess. But uh, you know, I mean, Arnold was was a cheater. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's hard right. to 
right. to side yeah. with, with, with the cheater. Just because I banged the housekeeper. <laughs> Come on. Come on, you pretty boy. Uh, Arnold remembers having, quote, a lot of fun uh, with Rob and shares, I Elmo's fire. Uh, shares that he hopes maybe eventually you're going to wake up and say, you know, I can hang out with Arnold again and Maria's not going to decapitate me. Arnold's doing that book tour, you know, yeah. uh, and so I'm, I know you're I know. trying. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Is he coming to Philly at all? Uh, yeah. I can't, uh, I haven't seen any dates, Case, so I'll keep looking. All right. Uh, usually accustomed to calling the action, Bob Costas found himself in the center of it while dining out recently. He successfully performed the Heimlich Maneuver on a fellow diner. So we have both you and Preston have performed the Heimlich Maneuver successfully, yep. correct? Correct. We yeah, do have audio of Costas if you want it, Preston. Uh, the person was seated at another table at the unidentified restaurant, but when they began to choke, the award-winning broadcaster jumped into action. Uh, but while is uh, famously verbose, while he's famously verbose when discussing the accomplishments of others, uh, the 71 year old Long Island native was a little humble to say much about saving another person's life. But yeah, we have a clip. So here we go. I never took a course and I'd never done it before, but I was familiar with it. You know, those posters are in restaurants or you see something on television about it. A longtime friend of mine in Syracuse, New York. So the guy was right there to my left. He started choking, you know, kind of spitting and coughing and his face was turning crimson. So I just jumped up and did what I thought I should do. And luckily enough, it worked out. I don't know if I saved his life, but I saved him considerable discomfort. That's for sure. Oh yeah, you saved his life. I mean, if he was if he was turning yeah. red, choking, you saved the dude's life. Uh, You're a hero. So Costas still does play by play and uh, studio work for TBS and MLB Network, but uh, has cut back on his famously busy schedule in recent years. Uh, but yeah, he jumped in and uh, took action when it needed to be taken. Julia Fox's memoir titled Down the Drain hit stands on Tuesday. I can't wait to read this. Some new details about a relationship with Kanye West have been revealed. Uh, the Uncut Gems actress refers to West as the artist in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the, uh, uh, all right, so I, I don't know who, I know who Julia Fox is, but when you said the name, I was thinking of the cute blonde that was in Dine, Designing Women. Who's that? Julia what? Duffy? Duffy. Is that who that yeah. is? Okay. No. All right. Uh, Fox, was she have a this book? is not her. This is not her. This has nothing to do with her at all. Does she bring her up in the book? <laughs> uh, you know, maybe there's a hidden meaning in this. She's a designing woman fan? <laughs> Uh, Fox writes that uh, the singer asked her if she wanted to be his girlfriend. Shortly after they met in Miami on New Year's Eve, she said he very bluntly asks me, would you want to be my girlfriend? And I instantly burst out laughing. He can't be serious, she writes in the uh, in the uh, about their highly publicized dinner. But I'm the artist. Uh, he follows it up with, how would you feel about taking our relationship public? After the pair officially became an item, uh, the actress writes that the only time that West would engage with her and, quote, grab her and kiss her passionately is when the cameraman is on there. Ah, come on. And she said, as we post like puppets, I question his true intentions, feeling that the grand gesture is nothing more than a publicity stunt. I'm disconnected from the moment. I try to find gratitude for the lavish gifts, but the feeling of insecurity lingers. How lavish were those gifts? I don't know. 
Mm. Would it be worth it? Would we want to date Kanye to get those gifts? I don't know. Do you want some lavish gifts? I don't know. I don't know how lavish they are. Uh, but lavish. apparently she's saying it was it was a bunch of crap. It was uh, the guy was just trying to, uh, you know. Playing for the cameras. Yeah, that's it. So uh, going back to uh, Olympiads, um, Olympic gold winning gymnast uh, Michaela Maroney. Yes. Says that she has been battling severe insomnia, revealing that she slept only 10 days in a three month time period. Let me tell you, people I know who've had insomnia, one friend in particular battle with it a lot. It's horrific. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and you start to have uh, bouts of delusion uh, where you don't know if, you know, all that stuff comes into play because you're oh, yeah. so goddamn tired. Well, it happened to my dad recently. He was, oh, he has oh, this no. uh, problem with his uh, feet, uh, neuropathy, and it, it was uh, keeping him awake. It was pain. He wasn't being medicated properly, and it kept him awake all the time. He was maybe getting... Two hours of sleep a day, and he ended up seeing things that weren't there, hallucinating. It's going to happen. It's yeah. a natural progression. Yeah. So the now 27-year-old discovered that she has a histamine intolerance and posted on her social media site to update her life and what she says are, are, are her wacko health issues. She said, uh, hopefully you had a hot girl summer because I definitely did not. I had a summer with severe insomnia. I slept a total of 10 days out of three months, and I like to say it was a nightmare, uh, but you have to sleep to have nightmares. Two things. I, I did have a hot girl summer, so okay. I'm very happy about that. But Kathy, yes. did you have... Yes. It's, it's, it's histamine, right? Yeah, and I yeah. think, Preston, isn't that... I think that's similar to what Caroline had as well. Uh, no. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Well, you mean with the... the um, yeah. Um, uh, the hives and everything. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Uh, histamine plays a role in causing allergic and anaphylactic symptoms. Uh, in the Instagram video, an emotional uh, Maroni breaks down and says, I'm so tired of not sleeping. It, like, it's been a month of not sleeping. And she also posted pictures of her uh, taking a food sensitivities test. Oh, there you go. And go, getting blood drawn. How um, many? How many patches were on your back? That you, oh my god! That I it's forgot like 90, about the right? patch test. Uh, yeah, it was forget. something like like eighty or ninety, something like that. And they were all like little these little patches. It was it was like a grid on my back. And then when they took them off, if there was some sort of histamine response, then it was stuff that you you know were potentially allergic to. It's wild. She said, thankfully, I did find out that I have histamine intolerance, which was causing a massive adrenaline problem for me. And when it got really bad, high histamine foods made me feel uh, internally itchy. Wow. Like I was getting bit by mosquitoes all night. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, right? Uh, she said uh, that she's been getting some sleep lately, but her health issues are far from over. She said, I still have pretty bad anemia, low iron. Uh, I'm trying to get better from, and I found out, uh, high oxalate foods like spinach, almonds, potatoes give me massive fatigue. Same thing with you. And weird neuropathy issues at night. Those are yeah, my like, dad like your saying. dad, yeah. Uh, that was also ruining my sleep. That's horrible that she's going through all this, man. I wonder how many people are, are laboring with this unaware that this yeah. potentially could be it. And don't know it. Yeah, exactly. So she's kind of putting a spotlight on it. So hopefully maybe people can find out about that. Uh, we have a clip to go along with this story. Um, according to Variety, a Seinfeld reunion may be in the works. Oh, that would be great. Jerry Seinfeld was uh, talking to his audience in Boston. He was doing a stand-up show over the weekend and said that he had a little secret about how the show ended. So we have a clip to play of uh, Jerry talking about this. Did you like the ending? Did I like what? The ending. The ending of the show. Well... I have a little secret for you about the ending, but I can't really tell it. Here's what I'll tell you, okay? But you can't tell anybody. Something is going to happen. 
that has to do with that ending. You know, I, a bunch of people sent me this clip. I think it's old. Uh, I don't think it happened recently because Jerry looks a lot younger, and I believe what he's alluding to is the um, Seinfeld reunion uh, that they did on the curb, Your Enthusiasm. Mm. Oh, Very okay. Listen, I, it happens all the time. It's possible that's the case, but yeah. it was all over the place. It was, yeah, and it, it showed up on my feed quite a bit, um, but it, Jerry does not look like, um, uh, and he was, in, he was in Philly on Friday night. He was. Um, you might oh. be right because his opening act was the Andrews Sisters. Well, yeah. Yeah, and that that's, it's old. I just, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I got this. I watched it a bunch, and, I, and initially, when I thought uh, I was like, "Oh, maybe there is actually something new that's that's happening," but I don't know. I, I just get the feeling this Did is actually he, an older clip. Can you check and see if he played Boston this weekend or not? Sure, because uh, that's what uh, Variety was. Does he hold up a current newspaper, Preston? Uh, no, like they do in Weight Loss ads. Uh, I know of. So, um, all right, now here's another clip of him uh, talking about uh, working with Larry David, real quick. And just what you are thinking about. Larry and I have also been thinking about it, so you'll see. You'll see. Huh, okay. All right, well, we'll try and stay on top of that. If he played Boston, then that adds credibility to this. If he did not, then it's a lie. Yeah, uh, Nick pulled up his schedule, and they, they knock off the dates as they come and go, so uh, we don't really know. Son of a bitch. Vanna White told E! News in a recent interview that she has someone in mind to replace her on Wheel of Fortune if she, quote, can't be there for some reason, and while uh, she said that uh, it was uh, Pat Sajak's 28-year-old daughter, Maggie Maggie Sajak, uh, that would be, quote, good for our show, she said. Of course. She's uh, perfect. She said she's been around it her whole life, so I think she can fill in for me for sure. Has she, she Did she host the show or something like she, that? Uh, she did. She filled in. I think she filled in in the Vanna spot when Vanna was hosting. Vanna took over okay. for Pat Sajak. Now, she does all the social media stuff, so she's always on the show. Oh. So she'll come out know. occasionally. And, I'm uh, not a wheel watcher. Yeah. I'm a wheel watcher. Yeah. But the, the um, yeah, she's a perfect fit. Okay. Yeah, and Seinfeld was in Boston over the weekend, so oh. what I said might be completely wrong. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde appear to remain on good terms after settling their drawn-out custody battle last month. Page Six reports that they were both photographed in costume for their six-year-old daughter Daisy's Halloween-themed party over the weekend. It was a birthday party. They're dressed as characters from Django Unchained, correct? Uh, no, not that I know of. The oh. director wore a neon uh, Ken costume from the Barbie movie <laughs> while he uh, appeared to be dressed as the Statue of Liberty wearing a green sweatsuit and a crown on his head. Uh, Wilden and Sudeikis uh, began dating in 2011 and announced they were going to separate ways in 2020. They share two children together, by the way. So what's their trick-or-treating? I mean, so they were dressing these... Why were they wearing these costumes It was again? a Halloween-themed birthday party. Oh, I got daughter. it now. Okay. Yes. So that was... Uh, yeah, they were, they were, you know, being good parents. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just saw this for the first time this morning. Um, they're working on an Ocean's Eleven prequel. The 2001 film, Ocean's Nine. which followed an elaborate casino heist and featured a star-studded cast, was followed by two sequels. You had Ocean's 12, Ocean's 13, and an all-female spinoff, Ocean's 8. Uh, in May of 2022, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling were cast to lead an Ocean's 11 prequel movie. And now, after the beloved Barbie movie became a billion-dollar success, mm-hmm. the reunion is even more anticipated. Uh, the producer of the film promised the prequel will, quote, do right by the franchise. 
And uh, the prequel will be directed by Jay Roach, who revealed some interesting details about the project in an interview earlier this year. The movie is set in Monte Carlo in 1962, seemingly at the Monte Carlo Casino, which should be the target of the heist. Uh, Though Roach promised the Ocean's Eleven prequel will continue the franchise identity of heist movies, he also said it is very much a love story. Hmm. So, I don't know exactly where they're going to go with that, but if it takes place in the 60s... So, if you love the Barbie movie, you'll love the new Oceans movie. Uh, <laughs> if it takes place in the early 60s... Right, and they're toys. No, not uh, that. What I was going to say is maybe they they have, uh, you know, they give birth to uh, George Clooney's character or something like that. I don't know. Uh, they, they could be George Clooney's parents. Maybe, and they continue on the Oceans, you know, it's, quite it's a family tradition or something like that. It's beautiful. Uh, hang on a second. We have uh, Ed, who's on the line, talk about uh, Seinfeld. He was at that Friday night show. Hey, oh. Ed, good morning. Hey, hey, guys. Yeah, I was at the show on Friday night, and someone, at the end, he has the you know open questions, whatever, and someone posed that same, you know, is there going to be a Seinfeld reunion? And Jerry's quote was, well, everyone's career would have to be in the toilet, unquote. <laughs> okay. It sounds like it's probably not in the works. Okay. Interesting. Right. So, so supposedly, what he said on uh, in Boston would directly contradict that. And yeah. Nick believes it's an older clip that we're seeing. So, well, he was very, very vague about the the Seinfeld show reference and the ending of the show. He just said something's going to happen, right? That hasn't happened yet. He didn't say anything about you know people re- reuniting. I think that it's just a you know conjecture. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, neither do I. It seemed pretty I vague. I think Kathy's the only one who knows, and she's not talking. <laughs> and I'm not saying a thing. They, just, I, they did something on, on Curb, and like that sort of was their yeah. way to wrap it up, and, and they did that, what, five or six years ago. So the way that they wrapped up Seinfeld with doing a reunion, and it was like a non-reunion reunion on Curb Your Enthusiasm, I thought kind of put a bow on it. But again, what the hell do I know? All right, but how was the show anyway, Ed? Was it good? It was very funny. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was some of the bits that you pulled back some bits from like I've heard before, but a lot of new stuff and, uh, his whole take, if it's, if it was there, he did this whole take on Phil Swift and the, the, uh, What's the tape that the guy sells? I forget. Hmm. Uh, was very, very funny. Okay. okay. All, All right, right, cool. Yeah. Well, glad to hear the show was good. Thanks, yeah. Ed. Appreciate right. it, brother. Bye. All right, we'll see you. All right, uh, one last story, and then we'll move on to the clip. So Netflix announced that the sixth and final season of the Emmy-winning blockbuster series, The Crown, will debut in two parts on the streaming service in the coming months. Are, are they Are they nudging up against, are they in the future now? No, they're not oh, in the future. Okay. This is going to be it. This is going to be the end of it. Part one, consisting of four episodes, uh, hits Netflix on November 16th, and a six-episode part two will arrive on December 14th. I'd like to see Space Crown. Uh, Netflix released a short teaser for the new season reflecting back on the first five in which Elizabeth was played by current actress Imelda Staunton as well as Olivia Coleman and Claire Foy in Younger Incarnations. The season will cover events from 1997 to 2005, mm. including Diana's death and young Prince William's courtship of Kate Middleton. Uh, the first part will focus on Diana, the second on the marriage of Charles and Camilla, the Queen's Jubilee, Golden Jubilee, and the future of the monarchy, and then that will be it. Uh, once it became stuff I was more acutely aware of, I sort of disconnected. Yeah, I agree. I became a little less interested. Yeah. yeah. All that early stuff was 
fascinating. Yeah, because a lot of those controversies from the the first couple of seasons, like I wasn't aware of. I mean, I was kind of aware, but the way they the way that they portrayed them, I never saw them. And also to see the queen as a young, vibrant woman. Yeah, you know, uh, it was cool. Yeah. All right, we're ready for the clips. Where do we begin? Uh, the Exorcist Believer, I believe, is a new chapter of the terrifying horror film The Exorcist, which came to the screens exactly 50 years ago this fall. Here, director David Gordon Green discusses continuing such a well-known and beloved franchise. The, the idea is we, you know, we built a roadmap that I think has so many different um, avenues that we could we could take. And the world of exorcism and possession is so vast. The world of spirituality is is so curious to me that there's so many um, questions that I have. And as the movie finds itself existing in the world over the next few weeks, I think a lot of those will, those uh, those questions will be answered. Thing sucks. Uh, so the Exorcist Believer is out in theaters now. So they need to do, um, they need to get creative with this possession thing. They need to come at it from a different way. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it, it's boring to me the way zombies got boring, Preston. Mm-hmm. After a while, they, they need to come in with a new angle okay. because, uh, you know, a little girl or a kid or someone possessed in a bed yelling out things and, and it's, it's so it's been wrote done. now. Yeah. yeah. It's been done and redone. Next clip. It's a great way to, week to be a horror fan with Saw X, the 10th installment of the franchise about the infamous serial killer John Kramer turning tables on con artists, hitting theaters as well. And in this clip, producer Mark Berg talks about the inspiration of this film. We really wanted to tell John's story and kind of go back. And the only way to do it is to do it pre-Saw 3 while he was still alive. So we had to go back in time and, and ask our audience to just believe it. And it's a standalone movie. You don't have to see any other Saw movie to love this movie. Shut the f*** uh, Saw X is in theaters now, by the way. All right, and there you go. That's uh, that's all I have. Anything that's else? more than enough, and the sun that's has it. risen. It has. We're going to have a gorgeous day today. It's looking like 72 degrees. Sunshine, not a bad way to spend the midweek. And we have a few things coming up, including your chance to win $1,000. Crumb bum cash, 8 o'clock, your first shot at winning. Uh, we also have secret text word, and today we have tickets for Chris Tucker, The Legend Tour, which is next Wednesday, one week from today the 18th at the Met. And uh, just text the word secret to 39333 to get in the running with that. we got some guests and stuff to get to today. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back with it all when we return. So stay with us, please. Acme Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, November 13th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Your donations are needed to make this year's Camp Out a success and help families struggling with food insecurity. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme throughout October and November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes to local hunger organizations like Philip to provide a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp Out for Hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Casey and I were just talking uh, 
uh, off air, there was a uh, video over the week on an Instagram. Some friends of mine uh, dove into it and just were in hysterics over this whole thing. And a woman had posed a question as to what word you see written down that you have said out loud and were so off the mark. Right. That it was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> embarrassingly so. And so people were giving response videos and some classic ones came up. And, and we, I, and I was telling my friends over the weekend, I'm like, we have our own dictionary of words. We have words the Citizen Kane of, here, of right to the right of me here. On our show, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I brought up Kathy's O-Range <laughs> as one of the classic moments. But that was not, I don't think that's exactly this. Like, you're actually looking at the word and you don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if I saw the word orange, I would know how to yeah, pronounce that. Yeah, but you that. saw it written out well, on no, a board, it, and you're like, oh, range. Yeah, because it was, it was, I followed as the letters were being placed <laughs> right, down. Right, So this happens, uh-huh. actually, and a variation on, and I want to stay true to the, the thing here, which is just, your mind doesn't click right, and you mispronounce the word, but they, they do it all the time on AFV, where they, they'll, they'll give, in case you've seen it, they'll give the... There is a word made up of two syllables. Yeah. And they'll give it in two different ways. And then the person finds it impossible mm-hmm. to pronounce a simple word. Or you'll see them go, all right, uh, what does T-W-A spell? Twa. What does T-W-I spell? Twee. What does T-W-O spell? Twoo. 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 There you go. Right. Twoo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, one of the examples was given a, a guy, and, and I'd feel free to please share <laughs> your wonderful special moments that you've had. 215-263-WMMR. And Casey had brought up this one. Uh, the, you know, the, the gal asked a question, and the, the guy's video response is man's laughter. <laughs> man's and you, laughter. And you see the word come up, and it's manslaughter. Uh-huh. And he's like... <laughs> 15 years for man's laughter, which is a classic. Yeah. And one one of my most embarrassing, and I've had several embarrassing moments on the radio throughout the years, and this was back when we were at Y100, and we had a dog breed expert on. Oh, man. And we're asking questions about, you know, various breeds and their tendencies. So I'm asking about, you know, Husky or Yorkies and this and that. And then I saw a dog, a, a, a breed name I'd never seen before. And I asked... The dog expert, can you tell us about the Deshaun? <laughs> and the dog expert goes, I've never heard of that before. Yeah. And I'm like, really? It's right here. D-A-S-C-H-A-U-N or however you spell right, it. Right, yeah. And they're like, that's a dachshund. <laughs> yeah, really, I know. My entire life, I thought dachshund was spelled D-O-X-O-N. Dachshund. You've Dachshund. never what seen it, it like written. To me. Yeah. Dachshund. I'd never seen it written Dachshund. Out. There's a classic uh, moment, Steve, with uh, Wink Martindale. Yes, where he had a flub, and uh, and I guess it was on Tic Tac Toe or one of one of the shows he's he's uh, hosting, <laughs> and he asked if uh, a trivia question about an orangutan. <laughs> Oh, no. Or an orangutan. Or, That's what it's called. Orangutan. Or, orangutan. Yeah. It was an orangutan. It's when you have an improper uh, tanning booth. And I always thought that orangutan had a hard G on the end of it. Orangutan. It's, it's, it's orangutan, uh, I guess is, is how you spell it. it uh, but uh, an orangutan. <laughs> Either or, I've heard it orangutan or orangutan. Or, uh, yeah. Regardless, you know what it is. Orangutan. <laughs> so I remember years ago, this is college, and we were talking, uh, is uh, maybe history or something. The Sioux Indians. Oh yeah, the Psyox. Yes, right. 
S I O U X. Yes. Psyox. And 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 I felt so horrible for this girl. Oh. Because she'd never seen it written. When I was in eighth grade, there right. was a girl who did we, we had to read a book and we all read separate books and, and then we had to give a video presentation <laughs> about it. And she said Psyox like twenty five <laughs> times. And nobody corrected her. Well, it was already it was it was already filmed. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, and yeah. so we had to watch it, and we're like, "Oh, you poor thing." By the way, Connor, don't put what they're uh, what they're mispronouncing up on. I, I want to be surprised. Let's see if, if people can tell us. Yeah, the the mispronounced right. version of and it. We can discern it, and let's see if we can figure out what it is they were trying to pronounce. Because uh, uh, Marissa just put or they they pulled Connor pulled up the video. Me. <laughs> Maga oh, Church, oh, Mega God. Church, wasn't it me? Yeah, yeah it was. Yes. Maga Church and the Mega Church, <laughs> and, and one of my favorites of all time, and I told the story yeah, as well, was the cough E. Uh-huh. That was great. And, and we had someone from England called in to say, "No, it's not cough E because it was spelled capital C O F and then capital E." <laughs> And he's like, it's out of England. It's the C of E, the Church of, of England, England, not the coffee. And that's what I kept going to. Maga Church and coffee. Coffee was, that was one of my favorites. Um, but mine was Miraclegro. Oh, Miraclegro. Yeah. Okay. Right. Miracle Grow. Yes. <laughs> but you get, there's something when you see it and you're, you haven't encountered the word a lot. Yeah. And that's, you know, if you yeah, don't spend was, a second with it. That was... Uh, I hadn't read the copy before, so I'm reading along, and I didn't let, you know, like, you start at the beginning, and I didn't get well, to the end of the word. Preston, you have another one, which is Nut Rise, oh which was God. Nutrice. Nutrice. <laughs> and some of these are product names. Yes. And the, okay. But, so you can understand yeah. never seeing the word, but another good one is the Silversia. Silversia, yeah. yes. Which was Silver Sea. So that's another product name. So we have uh, Miraclegro, mm-hmm. Nut Rise, Nut Rise <laughs> and Silversia. <laughs> And they're <laughs> nut rise. Like, come on. Man. To me, I would use that. That's some uh, sort of ED drug. I would uh, Preston, I don't want to dump on you any further. Uh, my, uh, one of my favorite ones was, and it, listen, this you just this was just a misunderstanding. But um, when you were talking about the Australian Shepherd that showing up at the wedding, and uh, you're like, they brought an Australian Shepherd. And it was, oh yeah, it was a dog like a person breed. with a cane, and, you know, a long yeah. beard. Is this a the shepherd. Uh, Schlitman party? That's a different uh, right. That's a different kind of effort. Right. On right. my part. Hang on. I'm going to go to some uh, calls. Uh, we'll go to Kevin. Hey, Kevin, good morning. Good morning, y'all. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. All right. So is this you or someone else who uh, flubbed this? It was my sister. It's actually a pretty good one. Uh, so we were at dinner, and I got a premise. I come from a very Italian family where we were probably eating pasta like three to four times a week. Okay. Um, she read off the menu, I'll have the Ganochi, and we're oh. looking at her, like, what did you just say? And she's like, the Ganochi, and points at it on the menu, and we're like, that's in Yawkey, you idiot. Gnocchi. <laughs> in deference, well, now, mind you, she's part of your family, right? So she should have known if, if you were all, uh, you know, eating pasta this frequently, but to the, to the person who may not... I, I can see it is a hard word. It is a yeah. hard word to pronounce. But if you're an Italian family, you should know and that. You grew up in yeah. it. You should no, probably. It, <laughs> the best part is after we tell her what it, it actually is, she goes, "Oh, I don't even like that that much. I'll have something else." <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. She ate the bullet Thank you, on Kevin. That one. Now, Kathy, when Dennis calls that to Genichetti, is that kind of a joke? Yeah, yeah. Like okay. he'll, you know, back in the day, he would order. That's how he would order it to the the servers just to see their response. Do you remember? And I felt so bad for him too. Um, 
intern Joe, longtime intern of of the program, uh, had oh, yeah. come back and said that he had just got a paraphate. <laughs> it was so good. He never had one. So These paraphates are excellent. You, you mean a parfait? A parfait. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, there's, there's there's a nice way to like correct them without saying, "Hey, it's, it's not paraphate." Hey, parfait. stupid. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. love parfait too. I, I, do, I do that. Yeah. I, I would do that gingerly, and, and uh-huh. I'll, I'll let it progress oh. a little bit, and then I'll go back and reference it. Yeah, without trying to make the person feel bad, but yeah. not us. We're like, no. what, what are you, you saying? You moron! You stupid! <laughs> you're, you're too dumb to live. <laughs> I will right, we'll go. And of course, Joe wasn't. He's absolutely no, he's <laughs> awesome. But we had to have fun with it. Krista's on the phone. Hi there, Krista. Hi. Good morning. Morning. What's up, Krista? Not much. How are you guys doing? Good Wonderful. Morning. All right. So, what is the word that uh, that you messed up? So the word is antiques. <laughs> antiques. Antiques. <laughs> Yes, antiques. As a little girl, whenever we would be out for a ride, I would see these antique places, and my father never corrected me. In eighth grade, we're reading something out loud. It's my turn to read a passage, and I say antiques. The entire classroom lets out laughter. The teacher basically admonishes me for saying this word. I am now, I feel stupid. I'm embarrassed. I go home. I tell my father about this. My dad's laughing because he knew for years I was saying this word wrong. So he planted basically a time bomb with Uh you. That's what he he set you up years in advance. Well, it was probably because he thought it was so cute. And then as she got older, just forgot to tell her. That's what I'm thinking. Part of it is also because it happened to him. He did that with the word touche. He said touchy. Touchy. (laughs) (laughs) Touchy. A little touchy there, aren't you? (laughs) So finally he can get even with his daughter for this one. And it was I was the butt of the joke on that. Well, now you know. I love it. All right. Happy antiquing. Thank you. Well, there's a word that I said for a long time. I I actually was angry at you guys that you didn't tell me. It was like I'd been saying I've been saying like that my whole life. I mean, I'm 35, so for 35 years. (laughs) But Preston, I think you just told me, I don't know, this year, um, Amid. I've always thought it was Amid. Really? And you just said something to me and I was like, it is? (laughs) I've never heard you mispronounce Amid. Oh yeah, she I has. have. Okay. Yeah, thanks a lot, you jerk. I, I'm the one who corrected you. <laughs> no, it you wasn't corrected. Yeah, okay. you jerk. Okay. It wasn't Preston well, at all. Why did you wait so long? You let me do it for years. I'll tell you why. Because it's embarrassing when you're doing it in the middle of a sentence and like you're trying to right. get through okay. the news and you're like, okay, right. by the way, that's it's, it's. And then mid. you forgot to tell me. And then you forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, jerk. Right. Uh, <laughs> we thanks, will jerk. go. We'll go to Kevin. Uh, hi, Kevin. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? So uh, one time we were playing uh, Pictionary, and a family friend of ours drew a card to draw something out, and the card she got was spatula. Uh, but she paused the game and asked what a spatula was. <laughs> uh, I love that so much. It's what, it's what cowboys spit in at the saloon. A spatula. It's a spatula. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. I love it, Kevin. Thank you. Appreciate it. You could it, see that, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Spatula. <laughs> All right. Up next is uh, Matt. Hey, Matt. Wee! Guess what I get to do? Yeah. <laughs> well done. All right, Matt. What's the, what's the mispronunciation? 
So a few years ago, my wife um, said, I've been totally misled. <laughs> Wait, misled? My, misled. Oh, no. Misled. Oh, my God. Oh. What? Misled. Oh, no. That's like, it sounds like a Yiddish no. word. <laughs> it's like a, it's a common phrase. In our family, in our friend group, I've totally been misled. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, it is well, you your it is now. your duty uh-huh. as yeah. family members and friends to, to perpetuate, carry it. that on. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. And and as far as language goes, all words are created, and you you could usher in the era of misled. Yeah. And have Listen. it mean something and make it a legitimate word. It got us my friends over the weekend in a discussion of of, of stupid pronunciations of yeah. words like. And the ones, the examples I brought up were Colonel. Yes. Colonel. Yeah. Colonel. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, a, a glaring one is Wednesday. Yes. Wednesday. Wed- Wednesday. Wednesday. What the hell is, what, how the hell did that happen? <laughs> yeah. You, you know, know? The, the, listen, our, our, um, our language is just jam packed full yeah. of anomalies and weird things, but. Woe is the person who gets caught saying psyox <laughs> and, yeah. and misled. On one of these YouTube or, or uh, Instagram videos over the weekend, I saw somebody that their entire life, and it's a little bit different, but they thought that the um, name of the museum down in Washington was the Aaron Space Museum. <laughs> Aaron so Space oh, after the, somebody. Air <laughs> and yeah. Space Museum. Like, I'm going to the Aaron Space Museum this weekend. Is wow. Aaron there? Say hi. <laughs> yeah. All right. We have uh, Brendan next. Hey, Brendan. Morning. <laughs> Hi, Brent. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, how are you? Um, I'm great, and it's wonderful to have you on this morning, Brendan. Go ahead with the the word, bud. Hey, my word is uh, my fiance uh, mispronounced uh, epitome. epitome. <laughs> uh, she it was uh, she mispronounced it as epitome. Uh, epitome. <laughs> epitome. I can see that. Epitome. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she misled you. That's a, <laughs> epitome is a weird word. Uh-huh. Yes, and a lot of people it. just don't. A lot of people in general won't use the word epitome, right? You know, so it, it's um, so well less used. All right, Alicia's on next. Hey, Alicia. Hey, uh, you just brought it up. It was a uh, colonel. I would always say colonel. <laughs> colonel, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it until I literally was at the drive for a KFC, and I was like, what is this? I mean, so when you... It makes more sense to spell it like a uh, like a uh, corn kernel. Right, you know right, what I mean? right. You would anticipate. So so when you heard, when you read colonial, did you think about it in military terms, or did you think about it in aftershave terms? <laughs> <laughs> I guess more in, like, military terms. Okay. What's going on? Because my husband, he works for the police department. And I'm like, oh, how's the colonel doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Alicia. Bring it up. I heard uh, yep. Ryan Cranston on Jimmy Fallon, and they were trying to throw words at him. And he was trying to say, badonkadonk. But he came out and said, badakondonk. Badonkadonk <laughs> <laughs> is, is certainly a little bit more difficult. Sorry. I like yeah, that. Yeah. But I love Sorry, I love Kong. Uh, by the way, another in, now pronunciation of um, the word lieutenant right in uh, in England is lieutenant. Lieutenant, but I think yes. it's spelled the same, is it not? I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, um, so lieutenant, that's absolutely uh, lieutenant. Where do they get that from? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I do bring it up. Dan, ice cream. Lieutenant Dan, Left- would you like some ice cream? <laughs> We're all savoring our injuries now that we can get free ice cream, Lieutenant Dan. I'm, I'm going to go to Samantha next. Hey, Samantha, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Samantha? 
So I was, um, I'm a teacher, and you remember the Scholastic News? Yes. Um, and I had to read an article about a park called Yosemite. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yosemite. Uh, uh-huh. And-, <laughs> and I'm like reading it, reading it, and it's talking like the guys are, and I'm like, isn't that Yosemite? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just going with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I hit wrong in front of all the students. Uh, <laughs> yep, like, no. You don't know this. <laughs> so when you when you found out, so were you in the middle of this when you found out you were pronouncing uh, it incorrectly? Uh-huh, in the how, middle of reading it, yeah. How did that make you feel? <laughs> um, Pretty dumb and yeah. embarrassing, but then I'm like, well, they're fourth graders. Maybe they don't know what Yosemite is. <laughs> Yosemite. <laughs> I, like, I, I like Yosemite Sam. Thanks, Samantha. No I, when, when I when I said uh, Deshaun yeah. in front of you guys, because uh, we were live on the air, yeah. and you guys corrected me, it was the the level of embarrassment huh. that hit me was palpable. I, I like I could feel the blood drain, <laughs> uh-huh. and I got like lightheaded, and I'm like, uh-huh. you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that moment, uh, it freaks you out. I'm sorry, I just turned to my right, and Gritty is waving at me. <laughs> Hey, Gritty. <laughs> it's Gritty. It's Gritty. Yeah, Gritty. 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 Yeah. He's so embarrassed. And uh, he is—he's uh, waving to us from uh, Marissa's side. Oh my God! Here he comes. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. He's, he's gyrating. All right. So should we? Yeah. Let me go to another call here. I'm gonna get live. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, You're distracted by Gritty. By Gritty. No. Gritty. Gritty. All right. We'll go next to Kristen. Hey, Kristen. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Ed. Hey, good morning to see you, Kristen. What's up? <laughs> All right. So the word I used to say was kaution. Say it it's again. Not as, it's not as good as everybody else's. It's just kind of embarrassing. Um, kaution. Wait, Ka- caution? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my, my God. Kaution. C a u t i o n. That makes sense. It's incredibly embarrassing. Um, I was, it was probably in the sixth grade when I was saying it. and like so. Sixth grade, you're going to get a pass on Kautian, but still. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a it tough one. So, yeah, it was bad. It was pretty bad. But Don't go in there. The sign says Kautian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what, what did you think it meant? Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know because underneath of it had the Spanish word peligro in it. And I knew peligro meant caution. So my dumbass, I don't know. I have no idea. What? I don't know what caution means, but I know this means caution. Right. Oh, you yeah, poor thing. Pretty stupid. But no, no, no. You didn't know. All right. Thanks for sharing, Kristen. Hey, thank you. All right. All right. See ya. So as you guys could imagine, in fifth grade, I'd love to uh, stand out in front of everybody. So I purposely, when we was reading, when we were reading out loud, I purposely mispronounced cornucopia. Right. Several times because I wanted to. I, I don't know why, man. You know, I was freaking 10 years old, 11 years old. I just want people to like, I don't know, laugh or to something. Pay attention to you. Pay attention to me. Dude, nobody corrected me. The teacher, not <laughs> they one probably person. probably didn't know. Not one person. How, but this is also the same class. Yeah. How did you pronounce it? Uh, I said cornucopia. I added a, a syllable. I don't know. I just, I just wanted to stand out, and, and it's embarrassing to even tell the story. But that same year, that same teacher, that same class, there was a story that we were reading out loud, and one of the characters' name was Pusey. And we pronounced it no, no. not that way. Yeah. <laughs> Several times. Not on purpose. We just thought was it was... Was it P-U-S-S-Y? No. It was P-U-S-E-Y. Okay. And, but, like, I mean, okay. they corrected us on that one. Yeah. I think it's pronounced Pusey. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Uh, let me go next to... We have uh, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Morning. 
Hey, good morning to see you. Yeah, uh, good morning, Ed. What's up, bud? <laughs> so I remember the first time that uh, I ever saw this word, and I've been pronouncing it for years. I saw spygot. Spigot. 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 Because in Philadelphia, I always pronounced it S P I C K E T. Spigot. Me yeah. too. That's what I thought. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I, th- uh, I remember. Th- I remember early on seeing that word yeah. spelled out, and I'm like. <laughs> I didn't know what it meant, and I was like, because I always thought it was a, a CK. Right. Spigot. Of course. Spigot. Spigot. 100%. Well yeah, done. Spigot. Spigot. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Spigot. Appreciate that, bud. All right. We'll go to Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Good morning. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to see you. I don't know what to, how to respond to that. What's up, Jackie? Oh, oh no. It was a contractor, and they were out on a job, and they pulled up to the building, and he read the sign, and he said, what the hell is an Episcopal? Episcopal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His crew couldn't correct him because they were laughing too hard. Oh, no. Episcopal. They were really oh, supportive. Yeah. I, well, that, uh, how does Presbyterian get handled by yeah, some right. people? Yeah. Sure, I haven't tried. I said, let's just stop. Let's stop trying. Episcopal is great. Wow. Sounds like a medical procedure. Thanks, Jackie. Doesn't it? Um, by the way, Keith Morrison from Dateline consistently says Wednesday. Wednesday. No kidding. And everyone looks up to him for his narration. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Jackie. Every time. Appreciate it. I wonder if anybody has accidentally gone to a physical the rapist before. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. The uh, is that the um, the, the celebrity the, the, Jeopardy? Celebrity Jeopardy. Yeah, I'll yeah. take the rapist. The rapist. Yeah, Connor. Right. Yeah. Uh, over next to Andy. Andy, good morning. Good welcome. Good welcome. Andy! Where's Alan? We have Andy. All right, what's up, Andy? Well, uh, uh, just keep it in nooch. Uh, yeah, same with you, keep bro. Keep it in nooch. Keep it in nooch. I got to bring that back. <laughs> Me and my buddies are walking down the boardwalk, and uh, our one friend said, what the heck is gusty readings? Gusty readings? Yeah, gusty. Gypsy, gypsy readings. Gypsy, gupsy, gypsy, g y p s y. Oh, okay. I'm, so like that's a, a what? And now his new nickname for the last ten years is Gupsy. Gupsy. Okay. Yeah, that's way off left. That, that's a super bank shot on that one. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. Wow. So we don't let we don't let him live that down. Thank no. you for carrying that on. I appreciate that. All right, we'll go over next to uh, Amy. Good morning, Amy. That was a champion was one amazing. there, Amy. Yeah. All right, what's up? So, um, not sure if you're familiar with a game called Catchphrase. Yeah. But uh, we were playing one time with a group of friends, and I had the word polygamy. Oh, polygamy. Polygamy. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're playing a game. Yeah. Polygamy. I had no idea that that was how you spelled it, and everybody was looking at me like, what is the word that you were trying to have a guess? <laughs> it's like monogamy. <laughs> yep. Oh, no. I love it. So polygamy. Paul at that moment. Oh, oh, my well, God. And that's it. That's it, Amy. You just feel... Tiny, yeah. tiny. Yep. How did I not know this? Oh, exactly. You, All right, it you, is Amy. quite possible to not have encountered every word in the, sure. in the English language. Yeah. So um, you, you, you're all given the permission to give yourselves a break. Here, somebody said, I was doing homework with my daughter and she pronounced uh, Shyamalan. Uh, and what do you think uh, she was trying to say? Uh, Shyamalan. Yeah. Huh. 
trying to think because we do know Shyamalan. Yeah. Shh, Shyamalan. What if I were to say a Shyamalan? Shyamalan? Oh, chameleon? Chameleon. Ah. Another one of those yeah, words yeah. you would look at and have to go. Wait a second, here. right? Because you've never seen it before. Now, it's also the the opposite of this is the way you spell things uh, based on the way things are pronounced. And I had oh, gotten sure. emails about the uh, former meteorologist John Belarus. <laughs> <laughs> I remember John Belarus. John, John Belarus. Belarus. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I remember uh, Patrice O'Neill did a bit on uh, trying to spell the word restaurant. Yes. <laughs> it's just no. By the way. It's one of those words that no matter how many times you've written it, I've written it many times, in that last second when you're spelling it, you're like, how does it go? A-U-R-A-T-U-R-A. Yeah, I know. Uh, We'll go next to Eric. Eric, morning, sir. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Saturday night there. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Probably more than 35 years ago, I was working construction in my early 20s. I was in Norristown. I ran into the original Corp Police Deli. Oh. I walked up to order a sandwich, and I asked him what the Proschiotto was. Oh. Oh. Proschiotto. You're adorable. So, yeah, oh. they lost it. And then oh. they were bringing people out from the back, and they made me say it like two or three Pros- there, there is a whole host of Italian foods that I will not even make an attempt. No, no. Uh, to to try and well, uh, and uh, pronounce, forget it. And you, you someone who who speaks who has a little bit of a command of the actual pronunciation. Some people would jump all over your ass like mozzarella. Yeah, of course, mozzarella. Uh, yeah, you, you know it, it's. You got to get used to it, but when it comes to the the the, the different meats, forget right. it, man. I mean, the gabagool is is the yeah. the classic, and and sporzatza or what you know, all those things. <laughs> I, I, I don't even want to try it. I won't do it. I'm going to go to Doug. Hi, Doug. You are on the air. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Uh, thank you, Doug. Appreciate it. All right, what was it? Uh, you had an issue with pronouncing. So, so this one was kind of backwards. Uh, okay. The word voila. I oh. used to, like, 20 years ago, writing emails, type W-A-L-A. <laughs> yeah. Voila. Voila. <laughs> I mean, that's how it's pronounced. Yes. Is it, voila. Right? Yeah. And yeah. so you do voila. But I, it, I, it'd be absolutely easy to hear it that way. How do you spell voila? A-L-A. Yeah. I remember seeing that the first time. You're like, what the hell is that word? But the the V has kind of got more of a W, kind of like in German pronunciations, the V and Ws are backwards. Yes. You know, so it can be similar to that. Voila. It's like almost Viola. Yeah. V-O-I-L-A. In fact, this is spelled Viola. No, it's V-I-O-R-A. V-O-I-L-A. Okay. Voila. Uh, let's see. We have uh, Marlo. Hi, Marlo. Oh, no, no, no. She was a dancer. Uh, and by the way, that's Mario. <laughs> oh, it's Mario. Not Marlo. <laughs> What's Radio. up, buddy? No, it's, it's all good. It's all You can call me Luigi. <laughs> I got two of them, all right? One's for me that I called con man about, and then the other one I remembered while I was on the phone. Uh, I was sick. I asked my wife, who's a nurse, hey, what medicine should I take? She says Tylenol. So I go to the cabinet, and we don't have name brand Tylenol. So I look, at, I say, is it the one that's a cinnamon Cinnamon I cannot help it. That is how I say it. She looked at me like I was so dumb. 
and I feel so dumb every time I say it in front of anybody else, but I just cannot help uh, it. Listen, I would, I would buy it. Number two, I lived in Arkansas for about seven years. Uh, we were doing like a potluck thing for work, one of the guys I work with, born and bred in Arkansas. He goes, oh, yeah, man, I'll bring some of them Vianney weenies. And I'm like, uh. Vianney weenies? Vienna wieners. I'll bring some of them Vianney He meant Vienna sausages. That, listen, I grew up hearing it pronounced Vienna sausages. Vienna sausage. Yep, wow. I do. Yeah. I was going to say Presbo. You might be able to get Presbo. that. Yeah. I, I, By the way. I'm right there with you, brother. I'm a fan of Vienna sausage. Uh, thanks, hey. Mario. Love ya. We, Love ya. We used to use those for bait. Oh, really? <laughs> That's funny. Totally. We used sure. I mean, we would eat them, yeah. too. But we used them for bait, most definitely. Kathy, along the lines of your O-range, because mm-hmm. you were kind of reading it as it was being spelled out and upside down. I remember my friend uh, in, in high school, he was getting ready to like look for colleges. And, and so he was writing them down on a piece of paper. Uh, and I'm looking at it upside down. I'm like, a labama. I'm like, what the hell is a labama? Oh, Alabama? Yes. Alabama. Oh, I didn't hear the A at the beginning. Oh, that's great. Alabama. By the way, according to Kyle, he, the Kyle Mack here, says he likes to order a hamburger on a uh, brioche bun. <laughs> Brioche. Brioche. <laughs> brioche bun. Oh, well, yeah. the uh, uh, the uh, uh, green muchacho. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, no, that's Jackie. Yeah. Uh, Jackie's. Macchiato. Jackie's mispronunciations are voluminous. Yes. I mean, iron. <laughs> iron. iron well, he's one where you're just like, oh, you just kind of go with just it. Keep oh, saying absolutely. It like, I've got a friend that does that too. She pronounces so much wrong that everyone just kind of like w- looks and they're and sometimes she'll catch on. She's like, what? Did I say it wrong? Did I say it wrong? <laughs> and, we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and of course, the kayak. Kayaki. Kayak. And it's funny because last time I think we were at the MMR barbecue. He's like, what's that word I can't say? Yeah. <laughs> Kayak? Yeah, he still can't say it. He definitely can't. All right, well, listen, thank you for sharing. It's insanely embarrassing when it happens. Uh, but admitting it and getting it out there and realizing that you are not alone. We have all done this on Absolutely. many occasions. Might make you feel just a tiny bit better. Um, you know what? We have a meet me today. We have to take a break because we've got uh, crumb bum cash coming up and gritties running around here somewhere. Uh, we have a pair of tickets uh, for the Taste Philadelphia Festival, October 20th and 21st at the Valley Forge Casino Resort, and we'll take caller number 18 at 215-263-WMMR. Something smells good. And that is courteous. What you're smelling is Oliver's Twist Restaurant. They're in Swedesboro, and they brought by seafood chowder and tres leche corn bread. They're an eclectic, upscale, cafeteria-style restaurant in Swedesboro, New Jersey. And Chef Stacy Azanaro uh, brought us the seafood chowder and the tres leches corn bread, which is pretty bad. Amazing. So call number 18. We'll give you those tickets. 215-263-WMMR. Bizarre file coming up, as well as crumb bum cash. Stay with us. Yeah, we want to go for a ride in the car. Our tail is so wagging right now. Take us along with the MMR app. It's Apple CarPlay and Android compatible, which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen. We'll even send you notifications if you want. Download it and try it now. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. 
Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're getting right back into things. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day in 30 seconds, Whoa! I've been told. And actually, they are, are they at Chickies and Pete's? Is that where they are? Yes. Yep, in South Philly. Broadcasting live today to get ready, obviously, for the game tonight. So uh, we'll hold off on traffic uh, for a second, Kath, and we will uh, find out what they've, excuse me, got going on there. I want to mention that we have a secret text word. Uh, it's your chance to win uh, some tickets to see uh, Chris Tucker, who's going to be in town next Wednesday, October 18th at the Met. It's called the Legend Tour. And if you're interested, uh, just text word SECRET to 39333, and we'll bounce that word back to you. All right, we're going. That's what the music means. Let's see how they're doing. Chickies and Pete's. That's where we are. I've been here so many times. Uh, hey, President Steve, I have in my hand, I don't know if you can see us or not, uh, a marshmallow hat or helmet, right? Marshmallow helmet. A marshmallow helmet for Brandon Marsh. Have you had him on the show? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've had him on a few times. We went down to spring training earlier this year and hung out with him, and then we had him on uh, just a few weeks ago. He is a great guy. Uh, we found out he has something in common with Casey. Yeah. He's terrified of sharks. <laughs> Not that he's terrified. He oh, hates him with a white hot passion. Is is how that goes. Oh, I see. Yeah, and I don't blame the guy. Yes, he is a lot of fun. He's like full of energy, and I, that's what we need. And it's really good whenever yeah. we get to talk to him. Well, I, President Steve, uh, your listeners. Are they, are they big sports fans? Do they follow the Phillies as much as we do? No, they don't follow any of the local teams. <laughs> yeah. No, yes, of course they're going out of their minds. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's not something that we that we you know spend a whole lot of time diving deep into the X's and O's of sports. But I mean, we're definitely fans, and uh, you can feel it anytime uh, any one of our teams starts to get into contention that uh, everybody's psyched about it. 
That's when you turn things up. Now, I just want to know if Nick is bringing the champagne again. <laughs> I am, out there? Yes, uh, absolutely, <laughs> like Alex. Time? Yeah, I'm going tomorrow night. I'm not going to the game tonight. Um, but I, I'm also just really excited as a Phillies fan, as a guy who has to get up and be at work at 5 in the morning, that uh, there's a start time at 5 p.m. tonight and 6 p.m. tomorrow night. So for us, yes. <laughs> for our schedule, that's a little bit better. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and a lot of parents are excited, too, because they can get the kids in bed. Right. Because <laughs> it's so early. Thank goodness. Yeah, for sure. I think just... I in, a lot of people are going to be calling out at work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In general, people are just excited because they love this team. And you're talking about the, 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 the players, and uh, they're just incredibly likable. They're good. They're fun to watch. Pressing goes on about just how mm-hmm. uh, just wonderful they are and wonderful fun. they are. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. They seem like nice people. They look like they're having a good time. And like they know kids. how to party. I, yeah. I want to see oh another. Yeah. I want to go in the locker room every time. My gosh. They yeah. would let you in the uh, locker room, Alex, yeah, anytime. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think they would. Oh <laughs> the whole thing wrapped in plastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks, guys. Let's All go. Right, go, Phils. Live at uh, Cheekies and Pete's as they're getting set for. We're going to take a look at traffic now. Kathy, what is going on so far this morning? I'm just glad there was no delay in that last interview. <laughs> 95 northbound is stopped between Allegheny and the Betsy Ross Bridge. There's police activity off to the shoulder. JFK Boulevard, both directions, being affected by an accident at the Schuylkill Expressway. Traffic is being diverted around the area. Uh, Also jammed on South 95 from Cotman through to the Betsy Ross Bridge in New Jersey. 42 north, uh, slowing from the Black Horse Pike to Lower Landing Road. An accident is cleared. 55 northbound, heavy Deptford to the 42 freeway. And then in Hamilton, uh, 12th Street at May. Landing Road, there's an accident. This traffic report brought to you by coalitionforcharters.org. Every child deserves a great public school that meets their needs, and charter schools are an option that's free, public, and open to all. Find out more at coalitionforcharters.org. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we got to do this. 93.3 WMMR, Philadelphia. You're a real crumb bum. It's time for a crumb bum cash keyword. All right, and that word is audio, A-U-D-I-O, or audio, if you want to pronounce it that way. Uh, you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways for you to do it. You can enter it at WMMR.com or on the MMR app, or you can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911, and one random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest. Each winner will get a call from Beasley, so make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com, and it is sponsored by Horizon Services. So, again, the word is audio, A-U-D-I-O, so make sure that you enter that now. And apparently, Marissa has been fired, and Gritty is now <laughs> the associate producer for the President's uh, That show. would explain the Gritty uh, photos now appearing on the screen in the studio here, Preston. Uh- <laughs> So, so Gritty has come in and is sat in uh, next to Connor, uh, where Marissa is working next to And apparently Gritty is now pulling up all of the uh-huh. video feed that runs in our yeah. uh, studio here on our monitors, and it's all pictures of Gritty. Naked so, Gritty, by the naked, way. Naked, yes. Naked Gritty. And the Gritty no, calendar, yes. That's where... Yes. Yes, very cool. We need to find out what the story is with the Gritty and the Gritty calendar and all that. So I guess we're going about regular business then? Yeah, right, all right, yes. Let's do the B file and let's fire it up right now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre. 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 
Brought to you this morning by Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. You can join Nick McElwain and Team Luke and the LLS Light the Night Walk Saturday, October 28th, Philadelphia Museum of Art Steps. You can visit the events page on WMMR.com to join Team Luke or to donate. So thieves in Nebraska managed to swipe thousands of dollars in merchandise from a vintage clothing store this summer, but police recently revealed... They mostly made off with a bunch of shoes only for the left feet. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> the Lincoln Police Department responded to the store. Called He's Ex- got two left feet. Exclusive hype. And after a neighbor saw one of the store's windows had been shattered, they contacted the police along with the store owners. Uh, and a VW Atlas was seen in security footage pulling up to the location about 4 a.m. And three suspects exited the vehicle. Police determined the suspect stole roughly $20,000 in merchandise, including clothing and shoes. And it was revealed that the suspects mostly stole single shoes for left feet. They informed the right shoe store that they might be facing a theft. Uh, Police are still searching for the three suspects and are asking members of the police to speak to the uh, department. Uh, A similar crime unfolded in central Peru earlier this year. When three suspects stole more than 200 sneakers from a shoe store, the merchandise was valued at about $13,000, but they only got away with shoes for the right feet. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe these two groups need to meet up. Yeah. All right, here's a story out of Connecticut. A 74-year-old school bus driver has been arrested for ramming a taxi five times. The school bus was carrying nine minors and a coach at the time. The taxi had one minor in the vehicle. He kids out for some fun. The incident took place during dismissal. The front of the school bus repeatedly struck the rear of the taxi five times. Uh, both vehicles left the scene without reporting the incident. No injuries were reported. The operator of the school bus, William Slavinsky, uh, was arrested and charged with evading responsibility, reckless driving, and nine counts of risk to uh, minors. The well, it's not like he hit it ten times. Uh, the operator of the taxi, Brian Neal, was also arrested and charged with evading responsibility because he left the scene, I guess. All right, here is an unfortunate follow-up to a story we had just yes. last week. Uh, Dorothy Hoffner, the 104-year-old Chicagoan who recently attempted to set a world record as the oldest person to parachute from a plane, died on Monday. Oh, man. I mean, right after she did this, I guess. They said the skydiving clearly is the thing that killed her. No, they did not they say, didn't that. say that. A okay. spokesperson for Hoffner said uh, they were honored. The skydiving experience uh, October 1st was able to serve as an incredible cap to her exciting, well-lived life. Really cool that she went out that way I and mean, she got to do something that was very important to her. Uh, it was her second time falling from the sky following her first jump when she was 100 and had to be pushed out of the aircraft. <laughs> this most recent time, uh, she insisted on leading the jump from 13,500 feet while tethered to a U.S. Parachute Association certified instructor. The dive lasted seven minutes, so 104. Wow. Hundreds of vagina casts believed to have been on their way to a gallery spilt out onto the road in Russia after a traffic uh, jam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bizarre footage. You're going to be my regular Saturday nighting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bizarre footage shot by Pass by shows the trail of casts leading up to the back of the truck. Local media reports the casts were reloaded and the driver sorted out the blame for the crash without calling in police. The footage shows a man believed to be the driver of the truck trying to sort out the cargo and trying to get back on board. We're knee-deep in cooters. <laughs> uh, the department, regional headquarters, and the Ministry of Internal Affairs later said in a statement there was apparently no significant material damage and no one called the traffic police at the time. Put their best vagina men on this one. 
Artists often turn to vaginas when they want to create a buzz about their work. A Brazilian sculptor, Juliana Notori, spilt critics or split critics with a giant 100 foot vagina created on a hillside from wow. concrete. Yes, so, <clears throat> but this time they spilled all over a Russian highway. Oops. All right, this is uh, ridiculous. A children's book has been removed from the shelf uh, and put on the watch list in Alabama because the author's last name is Gay. Huh. Mary Louise Gay is the author of the picture book called Read Me a Story, Stella, which is about a brother and sister who read books together and build a doghouse. Mm-hmm. It was put on the list of sexually explicit books by Huntsville Madison County Public Library. And all it is is the author's name. That's it. Huh. The contents of the book depict nothing about sex. Uh, Gay's publicist, Kristen Broussard, said that the author's books have never been mistakenly censored. I mean, they're children's books. Uh, Alex Kim Yon, the uh, circulation manager at the library, so the branch manager made the move uh, to the uh, made them move the book to an adult section of the library. <laughs> On the order of executive director Cindy Hewitt, uh, books in the library had to be cross-referenced with the Alabama Public Library Service of Challenged Titles and then displayed on a spreadsheet. And yet they left up The Lonely Lion by John Dickford. <laughs> <laughs> Hewitt soon admitted that uh, the book should never be added to the list and was only uh, because of the word gay, and it was a name. Uh, banned books are often young adult fiction uh, text, typically those dealing with lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender and queer themes or with queer protagonists as well as those that tackle race and identity. Uh, Kim Yon hopes that Hewitt apologizes for her mistake as many of the books on this new censored list at the Alabama Library have previously been checked out and renewed 8,000 times. All right, then we'll do one more story and wrap up. A uh, An Iowa woman flying into Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport last Friday declared that she was bringing back a small box of giraffe feces in her luggage. Well, it's the holiday season. After returning to the U.S. from a trip to Africa, agricultural specialist seized the box of droppings after the woman said she planned to use it to make a necklace. Of um, giraffe crap? I guess so. LaVonda D. Sutton-Burke, the CBP director, said there's a real danger in bringing fecal matter into the U.S. If this person we don't have enough here. had entered the U.S. and had not declared these items, there's a high possibility a person could have contracted a disease from this jewelry and developed serious health issues. What would one get from giraffe crap? Uh, the feces was destroyed. They said it's actually not illegal to import animal feces into the United States. However, it requires a veterinary services permit to do so to avoid spread of diseases and invasive pests. Too much work. The box of giraffe feces was obtained from Kenya where a number of livestock diseases are present. There you go. So it can happen. And that is what we have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right. We shall take a break. A reminder, you have about seven minutes or so left to get the word audio sent over to us for Crumb Bum Cash. So make sure you do that now. All right, the word is audio, A-U-D-I-O. What are we What are we doing? Uh, we have a charity uh, thing oh. that we're going to do uh, uh, okay. right, right. now. Okay, all right. Well, then let's do that. Yay! You want all me to right. rewind? Uh, yeah, please back that up if you wouldn't mind. Uh, uh, forget about it. Okay. All right. So the fifth annual Market Street Run for the Blue is this Saturday yes. at 8 a.m. And we have the Phil- from the Philadelphia Police Foundation, Mr. Eric Cushing, who is yeah. joining us this morning. Eric, good morning, sir. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I had the wrong thing turned up. Eric, can you hear me now? Can we hear you? I can hear you. Can That's you hear me? it. Hey. 
you were just flustered because of the giraffe crab story. So sorry about that. No, no, I was uh, I was laughing from yesterday's Phantom of the Supermarket and uh, <laughs> was going to bring you guys some expensive wheels of cheese if I was there. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate the, the you thinking of us, man. Uh, but no, so this event is is coming up. It's uh, it's this Sunday, and uh, it's a really cool event, obviously to uh, to fund, help the uh, Philadelphia Police Foundation, but uh, also to uh, to get out and be a part of a you know a, a run. Yeah, uh, these these runs are becoming more and more popular. So tell us a little bit about the event, if you would. Yeah, so we we pitch it as kind of a mini Broad Street run. So instead of running Broad Street, you're running Market. Instead of running 10 miles, you're running 5 miles. It is a 5-miler, not a 5K. Um, You can run it or walk it. We're expecting about 1,500 people. I'd say the majority run it, but you can walk this. It's an out and back. So as long as you keep a 20-minute pace, we welcome walkers, strollers, the the whole nine yards. You can get everything at MarketStreetRun.org. And as always, benefits the Philly Police Foundation. And explain what the Philly uh, Police Foundation does. You guys do great work. Yeah, Steve. So basically where the city's budget ends, our work begins. Could be everything from, I'll give you a a sampling of what we've purchased just in the last six months. We purchased 12 new highway patrol motorcycles, 80 bike patrols. So bicycles, um, they're they're like Trek bikes, they're Harrow bikes. Um, We've purchased six canines and four Mounted unit horses. So just in the last six months, that's some of the work that we've done to uh, to support the department, make the city safer, make the department safer. Well, it's the stuff that's essential when you're out and you're sending, you know, officers out to do what they're supposed to do, which is to keep us safe and make sure that they're, you know, interceding in, in, in issues that are going on and they have to be prepared. So all of this stuff is absolutely necessary. So, uh, and by the way, five miles, a lot of people, that's manageable. Definitely. Even, yeah. Five mile run is not. Not that bad. And that's for, you know, and, and the Broad Street Run sells out like that. Yeah. And if that might yep. be a little too overwhelming for you, this is a this is a great alternative to that. And five miles, it's a, you can do that. Yes. Yep. Yeah, without question. Yeah, and and uh, you know, so a five a five k is three point one miles. So you're 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 tacking on a little bit to that. But I agree, I'm a weekend warrior type guy. Never been a really good runner. Five is a nice challenge. So we welcome we welcome. You know, we'll have some very very competitive runners. Uh, I was I was thinking instead of giving them medals, we'll give them wheels of cheese, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's the new. Uh, Who doesn't love a wheel of cheese? A wheel of cheese is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so what? Not what just is wheels of cheese? You mentioned yeah, expensive wheels of cheese. You mentioned uh, Market Street. What is what is the uh, the course uh, that people will be running? Yep. So we'll start at Front and Dock, right behind the old City Marriott. You'll make a left onto Market at at basically Front Street, and you'll take Market from 2nd all the way to just before 30th Street Station. I think it's technically 25th Street if there were streets in, in there, but you're on the you're over the Schuylkill River at that point. You'll turn around, you'll come back, you'll go around the south side of City Hall um, and you'll basically finish. You, you actually make a right on 3rd Street right past Independence Mall and we'll finish on the Aqueduct Road right under the Penn's Landing sign just about right at 2nd and Market. And correct me if I'm wrong, Sunday's going to be course. a little bit cooler. 
Should be uh, right. Yeah. Uh, forecast yeah, should be, running should be perfect. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you're perfect right. Running weather. And you're right. Market is a that's a great place to uh, uh, to have a nice scenic run uh, through the city. I love it. Excellent. Yeah, very flat. No uh, no hills. Uh, a good challenge, as you guys said, but also not overwhelming. Not ten miles. You got to train for ten miles if you're doing Broad Street. You don't really have to train for five miles. You can get out there and give it a go. Nice. And you can walk it if you want to. So it's not a problem. Uh, how about uh, signing up and all those particulars? Yeah, marketstreetrun.org, Preston, marketstreetrun.org. It's $50. Again, all proceeds benefit the Philly Police Foundation. We're going to do something special this year. We, we The final mile will be in remembrance of any police officer who lost their life serving the city of Philadelphia in the line of duty. Wonderful. So we're going to have a special final mile um, this year, and we'll make that an annual tradition as part of the run. Excellent. Wonderful. I'm glad uh, that things are going well. MarketStreetRun.org. Get signed up. It's this Sunday. It's not too late to do it. It's 8 a.m. And uh, yeah, five miles. That's a that's a good one. I like that. Excellent. All right, Eric, good luck with the event. We appreciate you checking in. All right, man? Thank you for the support. We appreciate you guys. Have a great day. Our pleasure. Eric Cushing. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. Police Foundation right there for you. Uh, details at WMMR.com if you need them. Uh, now we'll take a break and we'll come back in just a moment or two. Uh, let's give away another gift card because I just had some of the seafood chowder and the tres leche cornbread. You were oh freaking out. Oh, my God. It is <laughs> fantastic. Uh, so I tell you what, we'll take um, we're going to we're going to give away a pair of tickets to the Taste Philadelphia uh, event, which is the 20th and 21st Valley Forge Casino Resort. Uh, call number 15-215-263-WMMR. But thank you to Oliver's Twist Restaurant there in Glassboro. Uh, so I got to make sure I get that. But uh, Stacy, the chef, uh, is very proud of her creation. Oh, well, she should she be. She should be because it is wonderful. Uh, and they uh, it's a unique twist of traditional food. Uh, Stacy is going to be on the main stage at Taste Philadelphia Festival of Food and Wine on October 21st at Valley Forge Casino Resort. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. From 7 to 9, Marissa from the Preston and Steve Show rocks Stadium Bar and Grill, 506 Hood Boulevard in Fairless Hills with the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Enter for a chance to win a pair of Eagles Dallas tickets courtesy of Bud Light and enjoy Bud Light specials. So the National League Division Series returns to Philadelphia today. Games three and four, and that's all we're going to need, by the way, I think, because our boys are going to bring it home and take care of business, uh, are taking place here in Philadelphia. Please welcome our good friend, John Brazier. Hey! What's up, guys? I told you I'd be back. Yes. <laughs> and I will be back next week, too, right? Because yeah. I agree with you, Preston. We are going to take the next two yep. starting tonight. So uh, I got to tell you, though, we're, we're talking off the air. It was a gut punch. I know Nick, Cass- Nick Cassiano said it was a punch in the face, and, and we can respond back, but uh, why? Watching that game, I'm sure like a lot of people in the Philadelphia area, uh, I felt like Vinko Bogate. Do you know who Vinko Bogate is? Oh, Please no. elaborate. Do you remember, if you're at a certain age, you might not know the name, but you know the image. Uh, Jim McKay, Wide World of Sports, when they say the thrill of victory oh, oh. and then the agony of defeat. Yes. Vinko Bo- Bogate <laughs> was a Slovenian <laughs> ski jumper that literally crash and burn yard sale off the jump. Yeah, and that yeah. was me after the game. And even yesterday, I think I was... Pretty much Vinko Bogate. Or the so. dude who runs into the pummel horse. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah, a good yeah, one, yeah, too. Yeah, going into the pummel horse. Exactly. I could have been that guy, too. Yeah. It no, listen, was, it, it, was, it was horrifying. And, and I, I checked in quickly because, and, and you know, that's what I do. I don't watch because I've never seen. I, I, I want them to win. So it's just my... St- 
a superstition, yeah. but I'm like, I tuned in for a second. I'm like, they got this. And then I'm like, what? When I found out the result. But home home advantage. And it's a huge, the, obviously, we talked about this, huge home advantage. All I mean, the stats. Yes. You know, everything is just, even people who are reticent to say it are, are saying it's it's everything's going their way. And they know it. Like the Braves it. obviously experienced it last year where they just got pummeled, you know, when we in the playoffs. So let's hope it's in the Braves' head. You know, we do have a great, great pitching matchup. It's Aaron Nola tonight. Uh, we don't even know who their starter is. It's either going to be a guy who's making his sixth career Major League Baseball start in A.J. Smith's Shaver, or it could be Bryce Elder, who's had two starts against us, of which his last start uh, did not go very well. So um, let's hope we are in their heads tonight, and I know the Philadelphia fans are going to be going nuts from the get-go. In the inquiry, they said uh, they, they don't know who's starting, and the, the, literally, the, the article says they don't know who's starting, and they don't care. <laughs> it right, says, right. says it in the article. Uh-huh. I was lucky enough to go to Game 3 last year, and that was the game with the uh, Reese Hoskins bat spike, and then the Harper ate a home run afterwards, and it was, it was the most exciting baseball atmosphere that I can remember, and it, that included the rest of the playoffs. Uh, it was so much fun being down there. I'm expecting a similar reaction tonight. What I've really enjoyed over the last week is how much the national media has picked up on what an advantage Citizens Bank right. is. That, I mean, like on every, you know, in, in pregame, postgame, I think Derek Jeter was talking about it the other night on Fox. And uh, so it's really cool to see, like, people around the country are recognizing Phillies fans. And we're not, we're not used to that. We're not. <laughs> we're not used like, to positive yeah, coverage. Well, we're, we're, like, wait, this is praise. Wait a minute, what are you saying? Well, and it's praised without, like, judgment following it. And right. They don't even toss in, like, batteries or snow. Right. With Santa or whatever, they just are saying <laughs> nice things about Phillies fans. I'm like, wait, really? And there's so many great things that happen too because I don't know if you guys heard the story where after I forget who hit the home run, uh, somebody bought their whole section. Yes. I think it was like what, section one hundred five or one hundred three. Yeah, brought the whole section to drink, and I think they bought it, did it again. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So it's uh, it's and there's magical a things happen. Yeah, oh, it was a, like eight thousand yeah. dollars, uh-huh. right, for to do that, which, which is, is awesome. Yeah. Wow. Um, all right. So with uh, the game coming up tonight, I'm sure you want to hit some of the events and things. That well, people it, it, it's a little earlier yeah, today. It's a so. 507 start, which I'm sure is great for you guys. Yes. It's actually good for my <laughs> sleep uh, patterns as well. Uh, it, things start up a little early. So uh, we're going to have uh, at two o'clock. Lunch. Uh, we're having the <laughs> lunch, right? We're having the postseason block party on CB Way. We're going to have the band Split Decision. I know you know them. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a big pep rally at four. We're going to have a Ferris wheel. We're going to have a bungee jump this time. Oh. Uh, we're going to have mobile hitting station. We're going to have a 40-foot merchandise truck out there that's a trailer that's going to have all the merchandise you can get, your postseason gear. Uh, And then gates open at 237. You get your rally towel at that point. Uh, And then 430, be in your seats because we have that. Again, we're going to unfurl the giant American flag helped by the military, fire, and police. And then uh, throwing out the first pitch, we have two of them. It's going to be Governor Josh Shapiro. And then it's going to be 2009 NLDS superstar and that whole season superstar, Raul Abanez. Oh, You'll be hearing a lot great. of the Raul yeah. you know, chants in the ballpark. Um, Nick, you went to one of the wild card games. Yeah. Um, and you told me you were purposely going to get down there extra early. I like getting there early. Okay. It, it just allows you to like hang out, relax, enjoy the crowd. It's a really great atmosphere. You can go over and check out all the stuff that John was talking about. Uh, and then you're not stressed getting in, which is it was a yeah. cool thing, too. So, yeah, I really like getting down there early and just taking it all in. Plus, we've totally lucked out with awesome weather for all of these uh, games. Tonight's going to be great and tomorrow's exactly. going to be great. Uh, one thing too is that in the seventh inning when we do go- 
God Bless America, uh, Jim Tomey's daughter, Whoa. Lila Tomey, will be performing really? God Bless America in the seventh inning. So it uh, should be a very fun, festive night tonight. Getting there for the first pitch is great, too. And last week, the game that I went to, Reese Hoskins threw out the first pitch. was a, That was a surprise. I think Moore uh, threw it out for game I, two. I, I was trending on Twitter, by the way, because I, uh, I think I said spectacular first pitch, but I didn't say who it was because it was a surprise. And then everyone's guessing Taylor Swift. They're guessing, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the dog that 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 caught Cavalcante, and, right? Or guessing alligator. Holly the alligator. All guys. I, I literally was on page six of the New York Post because like, they thought it was Taylor Swift. So. <laughs> Yeah, you make, making news, but again, if you're talking about the the, the energy that is uh, infectious uh, from the, the the fan base here, the newly celebrated and discovered fan base that is now not the pariah of the sports world, uh, you got to get down there and show your enthusiasm. Yes, and no doubt about it. And yeah. I know we will. So we're going to bring it. I know the Braves know we're going to bring it. So it's uh, let's let's go because we got this is a big one. Real Absolutely. quick, can we touch on the fact that if uh, if the Diamondbacks win tonight, it might adjust uh, the game could, tomorrow. Yes, okay. if they clinch tonight, it could it could change the time, but. Uh, Still speculation. Okay. 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 Right. Excellent. All right, John. We'll get the word out to everybody. We know you got a busy day. All so right. We'll go Phil. Anyway. Go Phil. Yes. Yes. I will see you next week. Yes. 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 John will be back. Yes. yes. Director of Fun and Games from the Phil's longtime friend of the President of Steve Show, Mr. John Brazier, this morning as uh, we get set for all of this excitement. Is Miles Teller going to be coming to the game tonight? Hold on. Wait. What? Not this series, but NLCS and World Series. All right, All right. so uh, we sure. need to make sure that he gets to see something. <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah, right. It's yeah. all about Miles Teller yeah. and filling in his day planner. Oh, let's see. What the hell were we going to talk about? May I mention something quickly? Yeah. It, it, it involves, and you're going to recognize a name on this, Okay, uh, which is kind of wild. Um, we will, anyway. Uh, Phil Adoptables and Purr are doing a cricket, co- a cricket comedy. It's at the studio at the Fugue. I assume that's how it's pronounced. Uh, and it is this Saturday, and it features comedians, listen to this, Steve Young, Anita Weiss, Eddie Gallagher, and one Joe Bell. Wait, what? Shut Come up. On. No. Stop it. Joe, Joe Bell's our general manager. He's, he's a, the Joe group manager Bell. of our company. Yes. What? So, yes, it, uh, tickets are available at cricketcomedy.com. All right. And, and uh, where Michelle, is this? this is at the studio at the Fugue. The Fugue is that place where they used to do the... Um, the rocket tests. Yes. The centrifuge. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the, it's the fuge. The fuge. The fuge. The fuge okay. As in centrifuge. Okay. Oh, Short like, for that. Keep nice. it in fuges, they say. All right. So the no, fuge. Nuge. Oh, nuge. Don't. Nuge. No, nuge. No, nuge. They don't say that. No. So it's this Saturday, uh, 7 p.m. And uh, seating uh, short time is at 8. Uh, 30 bucks uh, general admission. And it goes to help uh, this uh, per, this uh, fuge. Uh, Philodontals per. That's what it is. So I just thought it was wild that Joe Bell is a part of this. Yeah. I know he works filthy. That's oh, yeah. the uh, oh. that's the thing. Yeah. He does a whole big uh, segment called Bitches. Yeah. Uh, but he's a, a lot of felching material. A ton of it. Yeah. Filthy stuff. But he's funny. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so I thought I, I'd give them a mention and uh, okay. uh, mission accomplished. So thank you. Very good. All right. So, what was that? That was my cowbell. <laughs> uh, a lot of times they get off the uh, ranch and I have to call them back. <laughs> Do you have a ranch? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 It's right out. It's, uh, it's where the farm behind Plymouth Meeting used to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. He's got a ranch there right. now. Yeah. Uh, we, we have a little bit of time to play with. We're going to get uh, the director, the the uh, conductor, I'm sorry, the Philadelphia Orchestra on uh, Tristan Rice uh, Sherman in a little bit. But um, I guess, well, Case, you were trying to explain to us something on the phone last night okay. about felching. About- no, oh, no, 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 no. He, was, he took a trip to Michigan. <laughs> I did. 
and he took his daughter with him because they were they were visiting uh, uh, colleges. Yeah, is this worth bringing up? Yeah. Well, so we we had a. I, I texted <laughs> you guys some things, and I don't. I was a little confused when you were yeah. telling us about it. You were a little vague, and I'm like, why would you seem like it's something you that should be shared it, according to you? Uh, yeah. Okay. It was uh, a, to me. It was it, texting. It was a very important. Uh, th- <laughs> Are you getting clearance for this? Because no, I no, brought no, this no. up. No, no, no. You did, and it's fine. I want to because I'm. I want to try and get a name here. Uh, okay, I got it. Um, so. Yeah, I was texting you guys over the weekend, and I and I sent you guys some pictures, and I don't necessarily know in your mind if it was as big of a deal as it was, it was. Or, or if I was making it more of a, a bigger deal. But anyway, um, I took uh, my, my oldest daughter to Michigan uh, on Friday, and we did a an entire tour of Michigan colleges. She's um, very accomplished. Listen, she she is an exceptional student, right? Yeah. She's a member of the National Honor Society and, uh, and so is not going to have a hard time getting into, I would say, most schools in this uh, country academically, okay? Now, she's pursuing music theater, which makes it that much more competitive, right? Yep. Because these these musical theater programs, especially the top ones in the country, are it's it's a very very limited amount of people that they accept into the program. Fame, and fame costs, fame costs, right? And uh, in Michigan, they have three of the top uh, programs in the entire country, and University of Michigan is the number one musical theater program in the entire country. Wow. And and for all intents and purposes, and most likely, I mean, this is, you know, a lot, and, and Nick, you're going through this right now, too, because your son's in, in school, and, and he's an exceptional uh, academic student as well. Um, the uh, the competition is very, very difficult. And uh, this is a reach school, right? right? This is this is the, well, I'm just going to throw it out there because I'm not going to get in if I don't apply, right? So I'm going to apply. So we took her to Central Michigan and then Saturday, Sunday, we spent at University of Michigan and then on Monday, we went to Michigan State. Now, we did this tour at University of Michigan. This, have you ever been there, Nick? Cause yeah. I, okay. Ann Arbor is a gorgeous town. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful campus, really. And it is, it's a great school and it's hard to get into. It's hard to get into just academically. And then you add the musical theater. It's like, okay, it's virtually impossible. I think they uh, accept like 17 kids a year. Wow. So we, we do this tour, which was great. And we, we took a look at all the facilities and everything. And then, Saturday night, we went and saw a production that the students of University of Michigan put on. And we it was Guys and Dolls. And I'm telling you, I'm just sitting there like, dude, is this Broadway? Like, it was, it was amazing. Okay, so now I'm sitting there. And I also got to tell you guys, I don't know much about the school, right? So I'm sitting there. There's a guy sitting next to me uh, and him and his wife. And his wife, by the way, went to Penn. You know, mm. She's a doctor and, and went to, to Penn. And so they're, they're, we're just talking. And uh, he goes, uh, hey, you know, this guy over here uh, on the other side of the hall. I mean, uh, uh, the aisle. aisle. Uh, that's the president of the university. I'm like, that's the president of the entire university? No way. And I don't know who this guy is, right? But I'm like, all right. Uh, well, now I got to figure out a way to talk to him at intermission. So I do. Um, uh, intermission starts and I uh, am just kind of standing behind him close enough that he walks into me and then he turns around. Oh, oh I'm so sorry. Did I just run into you? I said, oh, no, no worries. Um, uh, I go, well, hang on a second. I go, are you the, are you the president? <laughs> 
<laughs> Acting like I don't so know. So you're manipulating guy. it. Right, right. right, you're right. Playing but, it. No, but it was right. very, very casual, nonchalant. Uh, looked natural. Okay. Well, I have some issues. Well, can with I? <laughs> yes. Can, can I? Uh, yeah. Or are you saving for how? Uh, I'm, he... I'm saving a little bit. Okay, because, go ahead. All right. So no, I go. Um, so listen, this could have gone sideways right. a thousand different ways, especially when he. Pull my finger. Especially when he turns to me after I say, are, are, aren't you the president? When he turns to me and says, I'm Santa. <laughs> and I go, I'm a big fan, okay? His actual name is Santa. Oh. His actual name is Santa. His name is Santa Ono, okay? So when he says, <laughs> I'm Santa, I'm thinking he's messing with me. He's making a joke. I'm Santa. Yes, I'm Santa Claus. I'm Rudolph. Hey, Santa. Santa. Thank God I only said I'm a big fan. And then, yeah. left, it yeah. and then left it at that. Because I could have been like, wow, what are you doing all the way down here from the North Pole? Oh, 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 oh. Where's Annabelle? <laughs> I could have made such an ass out of myself. And I didn't. Oh, my God. Thank God. Okay. okay. Question. At what point did you <laughs> find out that his name was Santa? Was it well after the conversation? Well after the conversation. So you were still thinking that your line worked. Yes. Okay. I'm still thinking that my line <laughs> and, worked. At this Not point, later on, you've asked for a, a choo-choo BB train. <laughs> Can I sit on your lap? Yeah. <laughs> With a compass in the stock. Well, and this like thing I'm thinking, oh, this talk. guy's got a funny, great personality. Yeah. We're going to hit it off. Now, let, let me back up a little bit and reveal something that you told us on, uh, on sure. the phone last night. Yeah. Him running into you. Yes. That you made that you. I made you, sure that happened. You purposely like he, stopped so he would bump into you. Well, he so, was, you were hanging right on him, so he would turn and walk into you. I was standing behind him, and uh, I think maybe when he was getting, he was I think making room for maybe his wife to get out of the aisle, um, and then he just kind of just bumped me ever so slightly. I know, but you said you you got in his way. He stuck on his purpose. foot. <laughs> I made sure that that happened. Yes, you cheese curled him. <laughs> I made sure that that happened. So you did that on purpose. To, yes. to make sure that you make guys sure that we had, uh, would interact, some sort of an interaction. He pushed him. So then, so then I could then say, "Wait a second, wait, aren't you the president?" You know? I, I know. Yeah, yeah. So you had it all worked out. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm trying to think if I've ever done that. If I've ever like purposely. Well, I've thought of something immediately that, yeah. that you and I had a similar experience at spring training, and we, we actually were just referencing it with Miles Teller's dad. And, yes, and we, and, and we so, did. But that was yeah. And not to derail Casey, but like Preston and I were both um, lucky enough to sit next to Miles Teller's dad. And um, he's a great guy, right? He's super nice. Yeah, guy, really, really nice friendly. Guy. And and Miles Teller's a huge Phils fan. His dad's a huge Phils fan. And so for some of the spring training game, Preston was sitting next to him. And then for the second half of it, I was sitting next to him. And initially, we both kind of pretended we didn't know who he was, right? Even though we knew exactly, you who knew he exactly right, right. who he was. And, and then just so you, wanted to start a natural conversation exactly, that didn't have right. anything to do with, "Hey, I hear your son's a famous actor." Right. Um, so yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, but then we ended are you up- Santa? <laughs> <laughs> so and, and honestly, this really could have gone sideways because I then, me and Casey, then ended up having a conversation with Santa. <laughs> and his wife. I'm the sure he's... Way, the, the Rocky in- ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Oh, we need that. Oh, We've got to oh, have that here somewhere. Uh, I got it. Uh, uh, I'll have to get that in a right, second. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But, so, um, Casey was wearing a Go Bird shirt. And so Santa says, hey, you know, I lived in, in Wynwood and Ardmore. And I was like, wait, what? I, you know, I... I 
No, I, I no North Pole? Yeah. Yeah. No, no North Pole? Come on, Santa. I know where you live. No, uh, so, but I was like, I work in Bella Kinwood. I'm like, I'm, I work you in the next You used to take the Calvary. Polar Express to <laughs> I say this. This is a guy, this is a guy who has not, not oh, had man. to deal with this throughout his life. Uh-huh. So right. I see, uh-huh. and he, yeah. I'm looking at a picture. I can just read from the picture. He seems to be a good-natured guy. He is, yeah. So he grew up, uh, I don't necessarily know if he grew up here, but he spent a lot of time here right. in this area because his father was There's, a... Because that's where the toy shop his is. His father <laughs> was a math professor at University of Pennsylvania. So a right. uh, very, very learned man, learned family. And are then, you sure? Are you okay to become... yourself as you go, Casey? Like, are you having these thoughts and saying, you know what, I'm not going to say that, I'm not going to say this? Like, uh, Yes. Okay. So you guys, you guys have known me a long time, and you know that I can often uh, put my foot in my mouth, but this is this is my daughter's life, and I'm trying to... Right. Uh, and listen, I, I am... I am walking this tightrope of, I feel like this is probably best that she has a conversation. Yeah, with the I'm, a man who likes to, I'm a man who likes to fart. Yeah. Oh, why did I say that? Why did I say that? Well, I'm not going to send this conversation yeah. to Santa. Um, uh, but I thought it was important because I also know what a special and exceptional human being my daughter is. And, and if she gets a little bit of FaceTime with the president right. and his sure. wife, like yep. that... Listen, it's not going to hurt things. I, I, I saw. I saw the picture of your daughter. I saw. I knew how important it was to you. I was ec- ec- ecstatic that this was happening. Yeah, I think you did a wonderful thing. And it, I mean, I mean, how how could you not be? The, you, you, to get to the president, who turns out to be a, a cool guy, yeah. that's pretty cool. Well, not only that, but then I'm I'm talking to the president, and I'm really trying to tell, hey, you guys are your your musical theater program is second to none. I'm like, uh, I'm, you really should visit the island of Miss. Toys. I says, uh, I says, so I says to the guy, I says, uh, I says, um, how, you know, how did you, how, how did this, um, this reputation come about and how are you able to, you know, um, keep this reputation for as long as you right. have? And he goes, you know, actually, this guy right here is probably better uh, suited to answer the question. I turn, and uh, and there's this guy. Uh, if it's Yukon Cornelius, I'm going to die. <laughs> no, the guy's name is David Gear. It was oh, Burgermeister. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. So so he introduces me and and my my daughter to David Gear, or should I say, Dean David Gear, who is the professor of music at the University of Michigan, <laughs> and he is really the dean this. of musical theater. Oh my God. This is the dude who like runs the program. So you're getting right. you're you're getting all. The absolute heavy hitters. Yes, and I'm like, and is you're, this your head elf. <laughs> like, and you're desperate to not screw it up. I'm desperate to not, and I'm, I might be screwing this up now. <laughs> but well, we, we, that's why we asked ahead of talking about. It. But I yeah, think yeah. it's, I don't know who couldn't commiserate with you. Yeah, proud of your daughter, trying to help her. Yeah, worried yeah. to death you're going to kill it. Yeah. Did you tell him that you know her going to school there was the, really the only thing you want for Christmas this year? <laughs> That would have been perfect. Yeah. Um, this no. guy doesn't get to be the president of a major university without having a good sense of humor. Like yes. knowing that his first name is Santa, he's introduced himself twelve billion times over the sure. you know, and he's dealing yes. with students every day. Yeah. So like, I'm sure that his personality would match what his his job description is. No, I will tell you, and you guys have known me. Oh um, no, no, you guys have known your me entire more, life more we than there when you were life, born. That. Um, when I meet like learned people, like right. smart people, I'm very, very intimidated. You get nervous. I am talking now to Santa's wife, who, who went <laughs> Annabelle. Okay, Annabelle, Annabelle. Um, who went to McGill University. Okay? So do you start sucking on your whoopee? She is a math teacher, a math uh, major at McGill University. Nick, McGill University is the. Harvard of Canada. Okay, so yeah. now I know this, and I'm like, okay, who do I know that went to McGill? Derek Pitts! <laughs> oh, 
Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm like, hey, did you know that, uh, the, you know, in Philadelphia, uh, the chief astronomer at the uh, Franklin Institute, Derek You pulled Pitts, that? I did. I'm proud of you. I did. I oh, knew I that. do know Derek Pitts. He keyed my car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what? then I, but then I also had to, like, I'm like, okay, I need to qualify myself for this conversation. I said, oh, uh, math. I go, my, well, my sister is a you know, math teacher, math major, and my brother's a chemist. And I'm really good with gazintas. I go, <laughs> what's a gazinta? <laughs> uh, and then I say, but, uh, you know, I'm like, you know, I, I don't have that gene. And she goes, like, oh, what do you do? I work in morning radio and, you know, but, uh, and, uh, but. That, that, I mean, that was it. I mean, we ended up having a really, really nice conversation, and I really wrestled with the like the idea of like, do I do I reach out to them and send them an email? Hey, thank you so much for your time. Yes, I think you absolutely can do that. I mm-hmm. think it, the, 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 they probably look for more of that that human connection that yes. is a, a father really endeavoring to. And you did you did great, and it and you avoided a real potential train wreck. But as Nick says, here's a guy who's heard this all yeah. his life, and is probably good natured about it. Well, and also one one last uh, thing that happened over the weekend. So uh, Casey ended up taking a, a cool picture of the the stage before the, the yeah. production started, and then she tagged me, and she she tagged me in uh in her Instagram story. So then I reposted said Instagram story, and I tagged the president of the university in that. I wake up the next morning and I'm going through my uh, Instagram. The president of the University of Michigan is now following me on Instagram. Wow. And I say, my, I, I go, I text my wife. I'm like, how about this? She goes, dude, the first thing on your, <laughs> on your thing is you wearing a shirt with no pants. And a video of me and Kathy. You know, I was like, oh, Taylor no! Smith. <laughs> no! I'm like, do you think he saw that? I'm like, I don't, I don't, well, I don't know. I think he'll see that. That Casey comes from a very creative theatrical family. Stock. Maybe mm-hmm. that's yeah. He is from a theatrical. You're yes. a performer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now, uh, do, are you going to <laughs> comp in for your OnlyFans page? I, I'm thinking about it. I'm. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, that's the end of my story. Okay. Um, <laughs> this young man doesn't wear pants. <laughs> uh, that's, I love that. Now I'm wondering if I take this segment and do I then post it on and then tag him on. You on listen, the, you're, you're, I don't, I don't. Th- you, you absolutely could do that. It, uh, it, it, either it's going to happen or it's, or it's not. And, and uh, you know, it's not like you're going to, you know, join a monastery to make sure that your daughter gets into. Right. It, it, right. This is your occupation for yeah. better, for worse. And and uh, uh, and I'm sure, you know, listen, you, you, you are. And think about all the charitable work that you've done and all yeah. the wonderful things. I think it's it's absolutely fine to do it. The most ironic part of this conversation is so I re- had to record my daughter doing like audition uh, films for, right. you know, all these universities. And the one monologue she uses is, is about how her mother meddles in her uh, application process to college. And uh, and that's kind of what I'm doing exactly right now at this moment. No, I think yeah. you're fine. You're just <laughs> helping out. I think you should write a, a handwritten letter uh, and use uh, green crayons yeah. and red crayons. Yeah. <laughs> say, Dear Santa. Dear Santa. Mm-hmm. And just put in the envelope inside the envelope, North Pole. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's great, though. Yeah. That's, that's uh, awesome. All right. Well, good luck with everything. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Listen, right. we do need to take a break because we have another guest on the way in a little bit, but uh, I would like to give away as we do take a break, a uh, pair of tickets for Taste Philadelphia, which is October 20th and 21st at Valley Forge Casino Resort. Tickets available at phillytastefest.com. We'll take caller uh, number 14. 
at uh, 215-263-WMMR. Uh, and I want to thank the gang from Oliver's Twist Restaurant in Glassboro oh, yeah. for being by this morning. And Chef Stacy, who brought by the food, which is fantastic. Oliver's uh, Twist offers both vegan and non-vegan options. Uh, the twist is, if Chef Stacy can make it traditionally, it can be made vegan as well. Wow! Uh, check out their daily menu at olivertwist.com. And the seafood chowder is to die for. Uh, so we'll take a break. And we'll be back in a second. And we're going to have the conductor of Philadelphia Orchestra when we return. Stay with us. What's going on in the world of rock? You'll find it at WMMR.com. Your one-stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know. WMMR.com. Where FOMO goes to die. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest is joining us via Zoom uh, to talk about an event that is coming up this Saturday. I love that this is taking place. The Philadelphia Orchestra is doing the Music of Superheroes concert. Mm-hmm. And that is right up our alley. I'm going to play a little music. Pronounced it. Wait, why did that... Where's the music? It's right here. Tell what happened. Where is it? It's right there. Oh, yeah, I thought it was right. in the Vox Pro. Uh, this, this, I want to play this. Here we go. Yes! Yeah, there we go. Our buddy Michael Giacchino wrote this. Yes. Music, of course, from The Incredibles. And that will be featured along with many other pieces of music. And we have uh, the assistant conductor of the Philadelphia Orchestra. And he will be the lead conductor this weekend for the event. Please welcome Tristan Reyes-Sherman to the show. Tristan, good morning, sir. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yeah, you sound great. And uh, thanks right. for, for coming on the program today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. So I played a little snippet there uh, from the Incredibles mm-hmm. uh, theme. Uh, and I know, uh, you know, as, as you may know, I'm sure Nick has already told you, we've had a, a long time relationship with uh, Michael Giacchino, the composer of that, as well as many other superhero and sci-fi and just 
uh, tons of different uh, genre, uh, um, uh, you know, endeavors, and uh, we we love this type of music. It's anthemic. It's uh, it, yeah. it it creates visualizations in your mind immediately. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious how the, how the uh, the classical music world perceives music like that because obviously you have your you have your greats, you have your box and and Beethovens and so on that are geniuses. But what about this this little corner? of orchestral uh, orchestral music. What do you think about it? Yeah, I was so excited when we talked about this being a theme or a, you know, a, a subject for the concert because like the heroic mood in orchestral music like going way back is such a rich, amazing, you know, bunch of music. Um and so of course like we have like all these movies we can choose from, but there's also uh, you know, Beethoven wrote his third symphony was called the Heroic Symphony, the Eroica. Uh, Richard Strauss, this like late Romantic German composer, wrote a piece called Ein Heldenleben, like the, the life of a hero, which was actually about himself. Uh, <laughs> but the <laughs> very egotistical kind of uh, piece. But, you know, the, the idea of heroism is all over classical music. Um, and so the sort of new generation of it in superhero films um, is also so incredibly epic and perfectly suited for that subject. So I was just like, where do I begin uh, yeah. selecting music for this? You know, yeah, it dives right into it, and heroes and villains alike. Because I mean, you have like uh, you mm-hmm. know Don Giovanni from uh, uh, Mozart exactly. that had that very uh, brutish. Uh, a terrifying feel to it. So, you know, I guess exactly. it, it's, it, it, we've had a history of this already. Well, Wagner, too. Are you yeah. talking about all, the, you know, all, all of that stuff? And, and it's, I, I find this stuff, and I've heard a number of, of, um, of, of composers and people, uh, Tristan, say that, um, you know, in this day and age, a lot of these, um, soundtrack, uh, composers are, are those, um, are those people of our time? In other words, you know, they're, they're, and, and where we, we tend not to think, well, they're certainly in their time. It must have been a, a snooty endeavor. No, that was, it was popular music back in the time of, mm-hmm. of Beethoven and, and, and Strauss. And it was, it was, oh, okay. So, um, there's something about the anthemic, as President said, the heroic music that I can listen to. I've been a soundtrack collector for years mm. and, and various pieces of music can just emotionally hit you. you you don't you know if they're done right i love um han zimmer's music for uh man of steel the uh, the quiet part the the introspective um passage that became sort of the the, the repeated theme is just beautiful so do you have mm-hmm. a particular favorite that stands out to you for soundtracks you yeah for for a superhero soundtrack you don't have superhero to- soundtracks yes yeah, so like my in terms of like movies, I think my all-time favorite superhero one was The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Um like like The Dark Knight like I was 18, I think it was like 2008 when it came out. Like I it was just a shocking movie. Like I I mm-hmm. it was such like a serious film that felt like everyone felt real and Heath Ledger's performance was so unbelievable and um I mean, that is like one of my all-time favorites, like one of the most memorable for me. It's an amazing piece, especially at the end when um, Commissioner Gordon is saying at the time, you know, he's explaining, you know, his son is saying, why why are we saying Batman 
committed this crime when he did not. Uh, and mm. and there's that the the, the the violins, the jin, 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 that sort of you know back and forth as he's leaving, and it's just it's just perfect. Um, what mm. do you enjoy? What do you enjoy uh, conducting? I enjoy. Uh, conducting whatever I'll be allowed to conduct. <laughs> like the the, the joy. <laughs> it's like a terrible answer, but yeah. Like I conducting for me is about the process in the moment of connecting with musicians and the audience. But like having musical ideas, expressing them with your gesture, and having musicians react in real time, like. That is the magic for me. So if right. it's Wagner or Bach, great. If it's um, John Williams or Jerry Goldsmith, also great. You know, it's um, that connection, that energy connection is to me like the magical, exciting part of it. So repertoire, like I'm, I'm not always so uh, dogmatic about it or, or like strict about on that end, you know? Yeah. Tristan, when I was in college, I had a friend uh, who was a trumpet player and uh, sort of as a favor to him, they were putting on a concert and um, this is this beautiful music hall at Bucknell University. And so I was like, all right, it'll be a night out and go support my friend Steve. And it was the music. Uh, they were celebrating the music of John Williams. And so I kind of went, not begrudgingly, but just, to, you know, I didn't expect to have as much fun as I did. And then I sat down and it was one John Williams masterpiece after another. And it was Superman into, you know, Jurassic Park into Star Wars. And I know you guys are doing the main theme from uh, from Star Wars, um, uh, I'm sorry, the Imperial March from Star Wars at the concert mm-hmm. this Saturday. Uh, it, it's just amazing to me that, that that John Williams has done so much for so many different movies over the years and continues to do so. He's just like he is in my mind anyway, the modern day Beethoven. Yeah, John, John Williams is for sure the you know American treasure, the modern American treasure, and his music. Also, like, I think it's very special because I think it's the perfect bridge for people who are less familiar with, like, your typical classical music canon. Because John Williams is a master of um, influence, I guess. Like, he pulls and borrows so many amazing things from people like Stravinsky and Strauss and Mahler. And, you know, Stravinsky was the one who said that, you know, great composers steal. You know, they don't borrow. A great composer steals. <laughs> and I don't want to accuse John Williams of stealing, but he is a master of taking influence from these composers and putting it into this new context. So I, I love, the like, for me, when people love John Williams, his music, I'm like, you're so close. Like there's this whole pile of stuff I want to show you. Right. It's it's a good bridge. It's yeah. It's so. Um. I get that. I mean, I I love the story of Spielberg listening. John Williams sat him down and played him the Jaws theme. You know, and and Mm -hmm. and Spielberg is like, are you out of your mind? (laughs) Like, like. But Williams, as the composer, knew that that was linear to the story. And and sometimes you need a great, as you said, whether he was stealing or whatever, he's the one who's supposed to marry the imagery, you know, with um, with the music and relate that to the audience. So it's an incredible mm-hmm. feat to pull off and do something that is so simple that became so iconic. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, film scoring and composing for film or video games or for media, like, is... Uh 
has many extra layers of challenge on top of it. I'm not like a major composer myself. I like dabble at home, yeah. but um, I have such huge, huge respect. We were talking a few months ago about, you know, some of these scores. And I had asked a question about, let's say, for, for the score for Superman. That uh, that the dun 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 Superman. I was like, do you think that maybe John Williams not to minimize his efforts or anything like that? But you know, could it be as simple as that? That he just was like, all right, let me take the word Superman and make a score based on that. Like Raiders of the Lost. I was thinking Indiana yeah, Jones. No. And some call him Dr. Jones. He yeah. is cool. Yeah. Indiana. In, in or <laughs> Schindler, Schindler's List. <laughs> Maybe not that. Okay. Okay. Maybe not that. But Jaws. Uh, Jaws. Jaws. I think you're right. Yeah. I think I think it's it could 100 percent be that. And I'm going to steal your idea and see if I can get the audience to say Superman. <laughs> Just sing along. So, Star Wars. <laughs> well, you know, Jacino. Like first my, note, right? Yeah. yeah. Michael's uh, music for the Batman was sensational. Again, another. I don't know if you're doing that, but simple um, uh, on the outside appears simple, but is incredibly powerful. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we were asking him, how do you distill it down? And he took he took the process of what he was looking to capture about this dark brooding um, vigilante. And, you know, and, and once he explains it to you, he, besides just initially enjoying it and being blown away by his ability, it, it makes it even that much clearer. Like, oh, I, I get where you're going with this. And it's just an amazing mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I think um, composers will tell you that um, composing is really about reduction and how much you can take away to get to a kind of like diamond essence of what's going on. And that's. You know, it's actually something Thelonious Monk said. He has like a journal entry where he says, you know, just uh, he's either writing about himself or like other composers, advice for other composers, like to be as simple as Bach. And like the simpler you can be, the more powerful things are. If you look at melodies by Beethoven, a lot of the times they aren't even melodies. They're they're repeated notes or like there's a simplicity to his music that makes it extra powerful yeah Um, and when things get stripped away there's just like this meaning this like kernel of meaning that's left well jerry goldsmith you mentioned jerry goldsmith and and um, Mm -hmm. uh, michael giacchino (laughs) we we geeked out the initial time that we talked because uh chinatown or planet of the apes there there are parts of that soundtrack that are are those soundtracks that are simply just sounds they're not even Mm -hmm. you know they're 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 but they are you could not even imagine the movie without those sounds, those things that occur. And that's, uh, you want to talk about reducing something to just, uh, you know, a, a, a scratch or something. That's, I guess, what you're talking about. Yeah. And actually, it just makes me think of, I, I'm just remembering one of my favorite, like, movie soundtrack moments, which is uh, Castaway, which is Alan Silvestri. Yeah. Where there's, if I remember right, there's like no music at all in Castaway for like the first hour or something. And then there's this like a big wide scene of the island. Right. Just like at night and the music begins. And I, and like, I was crying, like it was just (laughs) the most 
the fact that you look, I didn't even realize there was no music for so long. Hmm. And then it comes in and it's like, it's just, it's incredible, you know? So. Yeah. That it makes an emotional connection. Yeah, and that's absolutely. why this is going to be very cool because so, these are these are heroic moments. Yeah. So this is, uh, mm-hmm. the, the show, by the way, is a matinee. It's 1130 a.m. Uh, it's this Saturday. So it's real easy to squeeze into your schedule at Verizon Hall. Tickets available at phillyork or philork.org. What are some of the highlights of what you guys have planned uh, for the show, Tristan, that, that really stand out to you that you're excited about? Yeah, so the first thing is that you should come a little bit early because there's all sorts of, like, events and activities in the lobby right before. So I recommend, like, you know, that also there's going to be, I believe, a costume competition, like, dress up in your costume. Yeah. I'm going to be in a costume (laughs) on stage. Um, I think one – I don't want to spoil it, but there's something that's going to happen on stage, a sort of skit. That I am like really, really excited about because I think it's going to be hilarious. Really, that's one of my favorite, uh, m- most exciting uh, moments for me. Um, music. I mean, I mean, I'm very excited about all the music we're doing. Definitely, Superman is going to be thrilling. Um, the inc- the Incredibles music that we're doing is going to be so fun. So and here, just, there's, like, there's, selfish. There's a pop-up yeah. superhero art exhibit. There's a draw-along yeah. workshop. Uh, graphic novelist Eric Battle is is leading that. Um, the superhero paintings in progress by muralist painting Gabe Tiberino, I assume that is. But there's a whole bunch of stuff. So is, I assume that's prior to the concert? Yes, that's all prior. Mm-hmm. Huh. And then there's photos afterwards. I believe there's like photo ops after the concert. All right. Uh, and any superhero-like feats of strength from yourself? Will you hoist a, maybe, a full motorcycle you'll, over you'll your... you have to come and see, but there may be something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Excellent. Uh, well, the tickets are on sale now, available at philork.org uh, if you'd like to get those out. But this is going to be a lot of fun. This is, is. There's so much great music. And when you hear it with the full power of the Philadelphia Orchestra, as I've said on the air before, the greatest orchestra in the world. They even put it in the commercial. You can't help but you know, get chills and yes. go through all these emotions. Emotions and so on, but uh, it's this uh, Saturday, so do not miss out on this. So, Tristan, sounds like you guys are going to have a great time. There you go, uh, and we wish you the best. So, thanks for checking in this morning. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. All right, yeah. Tristan, raise Sherman, the Philadelphia Orchestra conductor, Superman. Maybe that'll be the big surprise. Yes. Tristan turns around to the audience yeah. right at that point. <laughs> Superman, Superman, Superman. And then burns the entire audience with his heat vision. Now that's a showstopper. Uh, a lot of people don't remember when this movie premiered, the opening credit sequence with the graphics pushing in just blew everyone away. Yes, absolutely. Something you could probably put together on your iPhone right now, but Easily. at the time, it was amazing. One yeah. time, uh, somebody pointed out to me, they said, watch these movies um, and, and think about them without the soundtrack. Think about what those movies would be like if John Williams didn't contribute it, you know, if, if Alan Silvestri didn't contribute. Well, they, they, what, they, they, it's, a, it's another character. It's another layer that just makes that movie so much more impactful. And if you watch Star Wars, I mean, they're like there are edits now where they just they take the yeah. music out or they you know they they goof it or goof around with it or, or whatever. But like what John Williams has contributed to American cinema is just it's remarkable. And when and when the music stinks, 
it can impact really, you know, and just ruin something. But yeah, we we there are some incredible composers. I mean, I uh, I, I love that. Uh, you know, the the Zack Snyder Justice League cut specifically also pressed in the um, the scene where uh, the Flash enters the Speed Force and and he's you know that that music is just incredibly inspiring it's just wonderful you know but you um and that was um that guy is, is a friend of Zack snyder's who um is a composer who's an up-and-comer so yeah who's going to be the next john williams yeah it'll nick be was, michael giacchino nick was making me think of the uh there was a scene in one of the star wars movies where they kept, people kept adding their own music to it, it was yeah. a big lightsaber battle <laughs> yeah yeah and like uh-huh. barracuda <laughs> yeah. and you know all these you oh know. yeah mick murphy yeah and murph did that yeah. yeah that was in uh the one with the maybe the last one where like snoke was in it uh, that, that it was when the it was cool. It all worked. Yeah. The lightsaber comes out. It's uh, Last Jedi, and, yep. and the lightsaber comes out, and uh, um, what's his name ends up catching it. Uh, Kylo Ren, and then people started putting like Baby Shark and stuff <laughs> yes. like that. Eventually, you know, but uh, well, some of them worked when they use classic rock, like uh, you know, when they use uh, uh, the immigrant song yes. uh, for uh, Taika Waititi did for the uh, um, Thor, yeah, yeah Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. It was yeah. great, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and and James Gunn does that all of the time. In fact. Um, I don't know what the budget is. You guys were t- you guys had overheard how much it costs to put one song into the Spider-Man Homecoming movie. Uh, you know, like crazy amounts of money for, to get an artist or to get the rights to a song. Yeah. I, I mean, the James Gunn stuff is crazy. The most expensive song was uh, Thunderstruck. Yeah. By ACDC because every action movie wants to use it. Mm-hmm. Isn't that... Y- and so they can charge a ridiculous amount for it. It's used in Deadpool too. When they jump off the... Uh, the, the uh, they do the, the jump... Uh, they're they're uh, parachuting. Oh, parachuting in. one. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, in the second movie, right? Yeah, they're yeah. using Thunderstruck. Makes sense. So, uh, well, that was cool to have uh, Tristan on. Very cool. Excellent. Um, I'm going to mention something for Kathy here. Ooh. Uh, it involves Target. Ooh. Yes. Okay. It's not a fall activity, but... It's like uh, an everyday activity. Yeah, there you go. Uh, they're testing a major self-checkout change. Okay. At some of its stores in a bid to speed up the shopping process for customers. Okay. Uh, they're limiting the self-service lanes to customers who are purchasing 10 items or fewer Ooh. to try and reduce lengthy Ooh. lines that can build up in the store. So people are finding that the self-checkout is becoming... Well, because, Inconvenient. Okay, but um, that is not anyone's fault other than Target because Target, uh, at least the Targets that I go to, they'll have one, maybe sometimes two um, attendants. Lanes, yeah, cashiers available. So you have that used no, to not be the case, uh, right? You have they used no, to have lots. Of the, that was never an issue checking out a Target. They always they they would have like multiple yeah. open when really they probably didn't even need it. Um, but now it, it's it's one. Sometimes it's two. So even if you have I mean, I'll fill my cart and I'll go to self checkout because that's what's they have multiple self checkouts. So this available. is because of you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I always want, but I did wonder that because at first I, I thought, okay, because typically self checkout is for ten items or less, fifteen or less, yeah. something like that. Like when you go to the grocery store, that'll be listed there. But they started taking those down at different stores, so I I think they're they're trying to get people to do self checkout. But they've got like twenty five aisles, uh, you know, still available. That's ridiculous. They're all. That's what I said. It, it's like wasted space now. Because 
because they don't use the majority of them. It's, it makes me a little sad. I mean, because my dad and I were going through the uh, um, uh, the tolls this weekend, and uh, you know, it's all easy pass, yeah, all play yeah. by, pay by plate. Mm. He's like, you just drive right through. I'm like, yeah, uh, and I'm like, kind of sucks because we don't have the toll workers anymore. Yeah. And I thought of the same thing of self checkout people who had occupations that that yeah. was part of the deal they did. It, you know, gave yeah. you a chance to get attitude from that guy. So at least, <laughs> at least the target. Hey, how are you? Yeah. All right, don't talk to me. Yeah. At Target, they do have someone uh, there all the time in case you have an issue. There are some items where you need to put a code in. There needs to be like a lock taken off uh, and just to kind of direct traffic to them. But yeah. that's that's one employee. I was at Acme and they there was you know my Mermaid Lane acne acne. It's a big pimple. No, the Acme and the um, the someone was at the self checkout with with like a full basket. I mean a yeah. tremendous amount of stuff. And they, the woman very nicely came over and said, "Could you go to one of the other aisles? It's not for this." And the woman was you know, compliant, but yeah, that's causing obviously the issue at Target. I'll tell you what though, I, I do like the self-checkout because uh, so I. one, I always wanted to be a cashier, like when I was younger and I worked in the mall or whatever, I always wanted to be at the cash register, so now I get to do that and also I get to organize my items in the bags so that when I get home, I know these <laughs> oh, bags yeah, yeah, go yeah. upstairs, these yeah. stay downstairs. Let me ask you this about the grocery store though. Uh, will you avoid <laughs> self-checkout just because you have something that needs to be weighed yeah. and entered in. Yeah. Not anymore. I find myself doing that more often than Yeah, I, I used to, but not sometimes anymore. Sometimes I forget to wear my glasses and I can't read the damn numbers oh. on the fruit. The machines have gotten better in, in being a lot more obvious. Because like, well, what does this qualify as? And mm-hmm. what subsection of fruit is this? And and now it's it's a lot easier. And the weighing mechanism, the thing that... um. The thing that I don't like is when you're being interrogated by the machine. How many items is this? Well, it's those eleven items. You know, we can't. And like, well, you, because, you get stuck in this loop. Like, because because if you put if you put a certain number in and then you put it um in your in your bag and it doesn't match the weight. Yeah, that's why they're asking you again to make sure that you entered the correct number. I actually uh, had. I actually took my the paper bag that I was going to use and put it on the put it down first. It must have read the weight of the bag. Crazy. Um, And uh, speaking of produce, Preston, uh, you can usually look up the produce. um, Yes. uh, Code number. Well, not by the number, but by the name. But the produce code number that I only know by heart is bananas. Bananas. 2011. No, 4011. 4011. I just... Don't scan them and put them in the car. That's what you do? You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do that? By the way, uh, Kathy, it's Target locations in Maine that are the ones that are starting off. Uh, Those are your favorite. So so are they uh, going to have to open more um, checkout lines then? I guess so. Yeah, 10 items or fewer to try and reduce the lines that can build up there. And and they're going to send people to the other, to the checkouts. But like you said, if they don't have enough cashiers, what are they going to do? Then those lines are just going to be, yeah, pretty long. I mean, Target. Actually, take problematic customers in a back room and work them over. <laughs> soften this, soften this guy up. During the holiday season, Target always did a good job of not having those big long lines that you would see at some of the other stores, and it's because they had so many people working and so many cashiers. But that really, they reduced it um, because of these self checkouts. I love the Wawa self checkout. It's mm-hmm. it's so awesome. Oh my Wawa just got it um, a couple of weeks Case, ago. Especially if you're going in for just like yeah. grabbing something Quickie. quickly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, by the way, Target is not the only store where customers are protesting online about long wait times. That's why they're doing this, because they're getting complaints. I get the line shop. 
Kroger and Walmart shoppers have also expressed their frustration online. One Walmart shopper said the line to check out was easily a mile long. I think there's <laughs> I had a sorry, probably accurate. Uh, they had one lane and a few self checkout lines open. Uh, the grocery store giant uh, has also limited the number of items that customers can buy at once through its self checkout lanes, and that is to twenty at this point, according to this article. So. Do you do you like the? Um do you like the swirling back and forth line like a DSW, Kathy, where everyone is sort of... Oh, you kind of go... Right. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. The, cattle, you, the cattle The shoot. cattle shoot. shoot. Yeah. Uh, not really. Yeah. I don't care for that. So what do you it, mean? You it, just want to stand mean, in a straight line? I guess it, it, maybe it's better than a really long single form line. I mean, if at the end of that cattle shoot, there are like three or four cashiers ready to take... So that, yeah. that should move it quicker, right? I just like the shopping experience in that line. <laughs> it's like a whole. Oh, what did shoe. you get? Hi, I'm Kathy. I bought these shoes. <laughs> the impulse items that yeah, you can get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. The best. Mm. it's a whole. Home other, goods is like that yeah, too. It's entire yeah. can of juju There's a, a few whole, of them that are like that. Yeah. Staples is like that. Yes. Um, um, TJ Maxx, Michaels. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Michaels. I bought yeah. fifty pounds of snow caps. Yeah. Michael's, I'm always like, oh, I haven't seen that candy in a really long time. We should probably get oh, it. Oh, they, they, then they know how to play it. They will, you know, used to do that really well, Bed Bath & Beyond. It's yep. like, uh, you're, all you're there getting a bath mat and you leave with a rack of lamb. <laughs> so our grocery list is, uh, uh, we have it on the uh, on the notes app on my phone and it's one of those notes apps that we can share and so, you know, we forget about something. Yeah, it's a pretty good idea and, and Andrew yeah, came up with it and I like it. However, Kathy, there is an entire list of things on here specifically, specifically for me that says, do not buy without checking the extra bin upstairs. This includes toothpaste, toothbrushes, toothbrush travel holders, men's deodorant, dial shower gel. I just keep buying it. I in that in the aisle. I'm like, yeah, I think we're out of dial. Oh no! At at us, it's like we have we have six gallons of sour cream at my house. (laughs) Just because, right? Well, I'll just get this because we probably, you know. Oh, I like sour cream. I'll have. Don't want to be called without it. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we're here. Didn't check before we left. That's how I ended up with four hundred pounds. It's a buffalo style sun kissed tuna. How stupid are you? Yeah, that's that's what this list should say, Casey. <laughs> hey, moron. Oh, the best was I. I forget what I ordered, but I, I I never the thought of actually checking where I keep it in the house never occurred to me. Right. And I, by the way, if anyone needs vitamin C, okay. You oh, know yeah. where to get some? I, I know where to get some. <laughs> I, I mean, did. there's got to be like 15 little jars wow. of them. Yeah. I do that with cleaning products. Like, I'll get home and I'll have, you know, I clean my floors with Bona, and then I go downstairs to put it in the basement, and there's like six things. I'm like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. What's a Bona? What is Look, she she's got a Bona. Hard, hardwood floor oh, cleaner. Okay. Oh, Oh, I've never heard of that. Is oh, it good? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey, go stop by Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I'll bring you one. Uh, yeah, please. You guys should barter. You, Kathy, you get some vitamin C. Yes. yes. So you get some I, we'll it out. Yeah. Like you did it in the olden days. In in the oldie time. Oh, I know Bona. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, you bought some Bona. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what else. I know there are things that we'll buy, and I'll just be like, can we... St- Please stop buying these. We, we've got enough to last us the rest of our natural lives, <laughs> and and it just happens. It, it, it's some some things you just fall into that loop. I, I I've gotten better at checking to see if we already have it. Yeah. But when you're out of the store, somehow you get this sort of um, you know hoarder mentality. Like, what if we never get an opportunity? <laughs> you know what I hate? What is if we can never purchase Sunkissed tuna again? When you're in a in a point in your in your day when it's too late. 
uh, and you've already like uh, like you get in the shower and you're already wet and you realize that you don't have any soap and you're like, God damn it, man! <laughs> yeah. Like I guess I'm showering with shampoo today. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Can absolutely. you do that? I mean, yes. you can clean your body with I shampoo. There, it does I the mean, same thing. It okay. works. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you run the risk of exploding into flames. But oh no, no. it's it's, it's it, it's soap. Mm. I did it with hand soap it over the weekend. So- I did you? Wash yes. your hair? I've done that before. Yeah, we were staying in a house. Yes. It was a rental house, and we were down in Cape May for the weekend, and um, and I hadn't packed shampoo, and uh, my fiance's shampoo was way too expensive, so I don't want to steal hers. So I was like, nah, whatever. The dial pumps up. That'll work. And it got it got the job done. You yeah. smell just as Nick, fine afterwards. guess how I shampoo. With soap. A bar soap. Bar soap, yeah. On my head. Yeah, yeah. you have no hair. Yeah. I, but I've used bar soap in a pinch before it's to, fine. to wash my hair. You come out looking like, you know, something about Mary with the, the yes. hair sticking yeah, yeah. straight up. But. <laughs> it is a little more. Format it down. Yeah, but uh, you do what you got to do. Uh, hang on a second here, uh, Kathy. This is a Jim about Target real quick. Hi, Jim. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, just to let you know, you said that Target is rolling out that 10-minute self-checkout in Maine. Yeah, they're doing it everywhere. They did it three days ago in Oxford Valley. Uh, so ten minute, ten, everywhere. You mean the 10 items? Ten items. Ten items. You have ten minutes to check out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so people in the self checkout line, nobody in the line with the cashier. Wow. So Jim, did they open up any more um, cashier lines or no? No. No. Yes. Yeah, no. Not- you had to stand in a long line at the self checkout. That sucks. And they went through routinely and made sure. Everybody knew checkout is for 10 that's, items only. What they that's need to do, the yeah, valley. they need to have, some, they need to be able to do the call and say, okay, when they see it backing up, send someone over to the, to, to a, a register and start checking people out that way. Yeah. That's, they need to learn to read the room. Read the room. Read yep. the room. All right. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate uh, it, buddy. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, because the self-checkout line does get, it does get pretty long. Like it'll filter through, at least at my target, it filters through the store, but they move, they move it pretty quick. It's not like, I never feel like I've been waiting for a long time. If you're, if you're ever in a pinch, will you bypass the, the cash registers and just leave? Leave cash. Yeah. I've been, I, I've been on a, uh, I, I've been on a, a bit of a, a streak lately in that when I will be checking out, no matter where it is, what kind of retail place it is, that I will go by the, uh, the, the checkout lanes and I'll see one that looks like, okay, this not a lot of stuff for this person. I'll jump in this line. Yeah. Go by pretty quick. You've been nailing it? No, 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 no. That person has a price check. Oh, or or they, they're insisting on these coupons or, <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've done visually what I should, yeah. which should be the right we thing. We need the to price do. on Mandarin cheddar olives. Yeah. And, it, and it's like every time now. What? Every uh-huh. time I'm hitting it and I'm like, yeah. And I would, I was getting mad for a while. And I, I can't. Well, sometimes you can get mad at the person. Sure, you can. You can hit them. You know, but uh, it's just uh, it's just been where I'm at lately. See, really, you, you want to buy that, you old bitty? Mm-hmm. Steve, you made a joke though. They don't do that anymore. Where they go over the PA and ask somebody for a price no, check. No, they they call. It's very discreet. I was on uh, um, like almost as if they're calling in like like bomb coordinates or something. But but uh, I had it was produce and it was watermelon and uh, and then and then they they got the price immediately. But it used to take forever. They call it out to whoever was in earshot of the area where the item came from, and you hope you got the price. You know what I haven't had happen in a long time is cashier looking at me going, "Do you know how much this is?" Oh, I love you know, how they do. That. Yeah, it is it's a dollar. Yeah, ninety nine cents. I think uh-huh. ninety nine yeah. cents. Actually, yeah. it says refund that yeah. I get money back on. Yeah. Well, just last night, uh, Jason and I went to the Halloween store. We got his uh, Halloween costume, and for whatever reason, the one that we picked didn't have a tag on it. She couldn't scan it, and she was on her 
you know, computer trying to find it on the computer. And I'm just sitting there looking at her. There's a line behind me. I'm like, it, like it's this difficult. So I finally just said to Jace, I go, go get another one. He went, got another one, brought it back before she was even Looking able to. Looking for a price on a Mitch McConnell costume. <laughs> before she was <laughs> able to find <laughs> it on the computer. <laughs> I'm like, I just made this so much easier for you. <laughs> Is that trick or treat you're trying to say? What's he going to be? Is that trick or treat? <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. Case, they're going to be Fortnite characters. Oh, okay. Him cool. and his friends. All right. Who is he going to be? Uh, him and his friends Fortnite. are being Fortnite characters. Oh, well, there you go. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, so. <laughs> Fortnite McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> so Target is uh, is trying this out. And apparently, according to the caller, uh, it's popping up in our area. So I don't know if I'm right. working I'll or not. I'll be interested to see how this goes. Yeah. I, I want your review. I, I will give yeah. it to you as soon as it happens. All right. Let's, uh, let's take a break and come back in a moment because Crumbum Cash is we're about 20 minutes away from that so we'll come back we'll get to the B file and then by that time hopefully we will roll right into that and you will roll right into a thousand bucks in your pocket stay put we'll be back in a moment 93.3 WMMR presents to you the Rolling Stones on a platter don't get angry with me Listen all weekend to win a copy of the Stones' new album, Hackney Diamonds, on vinyl. Plus, the WMMR Weekend Warriors will offer up blocks of the Rolling Stones for your listening enjoyment. I have a sweet... Whenever you hear us roll one out, new, old, and deep, we'll give away a copy. And, as always, the pleasure is all ours. From 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Uh, Case, let's do the Bizarre File first. Okay. And uh, then we'll do the Crumb Bums cash because we got about five minutes or so to play with. So um, we will fire that up right now. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, brought to you by Philly J-Dog. J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. You got junk, you want it gone, then you want J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. Veteran and military, family-owned and operated. And you can visit J-Dog Junk Removal, RDSC.com. That's J-Dog Junk Removal, RDSC.com. A man operating a farm vehicle in Pennsylvania was arrested and accused of driving under the influence just 17 minutes minutes after he was released from custody for the very same charge. Don't think he's taking it seriously. The driver identified as 49-year-old man from Lancaster was first taken into custody on the evening of September 16th after police say he tried to flee the scene of a crash. According to the crash report, the international harvester he was driving... And a 2011 Toyota Jeez. RAV4 were at a stop sign when the farm vehicle backed into the SUV and tried to leave the area. Sorry, I'm drunk. The driver of the RAV4 followed behind honking and tried to get the tractor's operator's attention. Uh, the driver of the tractor later admitted to police that he had been drinking before getting behind the wheel. Uh, he was arrested, processed, and released, police said, but he didn't give the officers much time to miss him. 17 minutes after being released from custody, he was found to be operating a tractor yet again. Did you specifically say I shouldn't do this again? He was out on the roadway and he was placed into custody for a second DUI. I think a lot of people think there's a grace period that if you've been arrested yeah. now, you're yeah. okay. 
All right, this is a short story with very little details, but a Florida man tragically fell to his death Saturday afternoon in a parachuting accident. The Titusville police said that the solo skydiver was found dead on the lawn of a residence. They must have thought it was a Halloween decoration. In a coastal town known for its space launches. Authorities said that uh, he was pronounced dead on the scene. Wow. Law enforcement said the male victim was outfitted in a parachute attire and gear when he was found, and police did not identify the man or of his age. Authorities said that his remain it remains an ongoing investigation, but dude landed on somebody's Jeez. front lawn. All right, uh, Minnesota horticulture teacher Travis Ginger won the 50th annual World Championship Pumpkin Way-Off with an impressive gourd. Uh, the teacher won the Moon Bay California Contest with a pumpkin weighing 2,749 pounds. Why, structurally... You know, for something like that to stay intact yeah. is amazing. Uh, his giant jack-o'-lantern could make 687 pies if they wanted to. He had a six-ton blueberry. Uh, Ganger has been growing pumpkins for about 30 years this year. Uh, he watered his pumpkin up to 12 times a day and fertilized him more than he usually does. I love my pumpkin. His efforts paid off. Apparently, it, it gained 70 pounds a day. Do you remember the guy had a super, again, a competitive pumpkin of this size, but because there was a cut or something on the side of it, it was disqualifying. Okay. And so it has to be pristine. But 70 pounds a day? That's what I heard on the news this wow. morning. Yeah. Uh, Ganger said, I put in the work so that I can uh, put a smile on people's faces. <laughs> and it's just so nice coming out here to see everyone in this town. You're the pumpkin guy. That's him. Um, a four-hour system interruption in September at the Veterans Affairs Medical Center in Kansas City, Missouri, has been attributed to a cat jumping on a technician's keyboard. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've had that happen. Uh, a source heard the tale on one of the regular weekday calls held by the U.S. government department, during which recent IT problems were reviewed. Roughly 100 people participate in the calls at a time. Uh, on a mid-September call, one of the participants explained that while a technician was reviewing the configuration of a server cluster, the cat jumped on the keyboard and deleted it. Have uh, you ever had it happen? They jump on just to the point you found the perfect porn video? Oh, it's just the worst. <laughs> Man. Kurt Delbean, the Assistant Secretary of the Information and Technology and CIO of the Department of Veterans Affairs, is said to have responded on the call with the words to the effect of, that's why I have a dog. <laughs> and there was laughter and not much more. It was a short incident report, but apparently it was the cat that caused all the hubbub. All right, last... He's a cat. <laughs> Sorry. Story. Oh, uh, we will end with this one. An unseen amount of bird deaths from window collisions occurred this week in Chicago. They're so stupid. <laughs> You're such an <laughs> This is according to the Field Museum. Uh, these preventable tragedies occur every year, especially during fall and spring migration. But this incident was notably worse. Nearly 1,000 birds wow. died Man. after striking the windows at McCormick Place Convention Center Thursday. The most field collecting efforts have documented in the past 40 years. Do they know about doors? Uh, the incident has set Chicago's birding community abuzz. Migrating, That's crazy. <laughs> migrating birds were passing over some points of the city at high-intensity rate. 
of 100,000 that day amid adverse flying conditions. A particularly robust starling population. <laughs> Both factors led to an overwhelming number of birds towards Chicago's Lake Michigan beachfront along their harrowing journey. Remember that happened here? Yes, yes it did. It was happening for, uh, for a couple of days, yeah. Yeah, data from the Field Museum collected by a team of scientists and volunteers who search for birds that collide into the center's windows every day during the migration seasons has been used in studies to make the case for more protections to make collisions less frequent to help vulnerable birds. Kathy approaches from the different side. She she believes you should exterminate all birds. <laughs> uh, collisions with human-made structures are a leading cause of bird deaths in the United States, causing up to a billion bird deaths each year in North America. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But there's... <laughs> Evidence shows the total number of birds in the sky on a given night and the direction of wind both play a role in mortality, but the biggest de- determining factor was light as well. I've heard that the mosquitoes are the, the largest population of, of living of a living thing on Earth are mosquitoes. And I think I think birds are up in that four or five. You know, yeah. Top five slots. Interesting. Yeah. All right. It is time because it's uh, now 10.01, so we need to do this now. 933 WMMR Philadelphia. You're a real crumb bum. It's time for a crumb bum cash keyword. And the word you have to enter is now. N O W. That's this hour's keyword. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways for you to do that. WMMR.com. Uh, through the MMR app, or you can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. One random entry wins $1,000 in the company-wide contest, and each winner gets a call from Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com, and it is sponsored by Horizon Services. So let me give you that word again. It is now, N-O-W. Enter it, and good luck to your friend. Back in a moment. Stay with us. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Winning Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. 
by phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye flawless, near colorless, brilliant cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14 karat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. such a beautiful song symptom of being human uh send that i got an email from um fred siebelis who wanted me to uh point out so his 11 year old daughter he said that it's become a kind of a family anthem for oh, them. that's great and he asked if we could play that and uh let shinedown know that the impact they have had so uh a lot yeah. of people say that about the music of shinedown great song and especially their connection to philadelphia is just it's really really tight and they but they yeah. have one of their strongest fan bases right here by nice far. guys 13 minutes after 10 o'clock beautiful wednesday morning rest of the steve show we'll do the um secret text word winner in a minute but we got to get some other things uh taken care of so we're gonna do the lesson question and we're gonna give away a 50 dollars what a crock meals gift card uh if you can answer this question who wrote the children's book the lonely lion <laughs> is the lonely lion a real book no you made it up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who wrote the children's book, The Lonely Lion? Uh, 215-263-WMMR is the number. If you heard that earlier, we're listening. It was a little bit after 8 o'clock. Uh, then you should let us know. But don't look up The Lonely Lion. There may be a book out there <laughs> called The Lonely Lion and says that it's the author, but this is not the name we are looking for. We want to hear what was, we want to hear what was said earlier on the show. Who wrote the children's book, The Lonely Lion? 215-263-WMMR. Call now. Trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Helium Comedy Club. Bringing the laughs to Philly for many years. Helium Comedy has the best comics of today and tomorrow live every week. And tickets and lineup at heliumcomedy.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Britney Spears appearing to have injured herself yet again in the wake of her troubling knife dance videos. Spears posted another video of her sporting visible rows of little squares burned into her cheek, which many suggest occurred after she tried to answer a waffle iron. Oh, no. (laughs) Tony Braxton posted a nearly nude shot on Saturday as she turned 56, captioning the photo in my birthday suit. Braxton took the opportunity to announce the release of her new single, Unbreak My Hip. Finally, Vanderbump Rules villain Tom Sandoval was seen putting the moves on a mystery woman at a Tennessee bar recently. The mystery woman was reportedly enchanted by Sandoval, saying she had never met a talking anal wart. Trash. All right, we shall see if you actually know the answer to this question. Who wrote the children's book, The Lonely Lion, 215-263-WMMR, and we will go to Mark, see if we can get the answer. Hey, Mark, good morning. Yoo-hoo. 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 All right, Mark, who wrote uh, The Lonely Lion? Dickfer. Dickfer, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll go with that. Like a Jeopardy if you give the last name. It was John Dickfer. And Mark, hang on the line. We're going to give you a $50 What a Crock Meals gift card. Delicious home-cooked meals designed for your slow cooker. And you can use promo code HUNGER 
now through November, and you get $10 off of your order, plus what a crock is going to donate 10 bucks to Phil Abundance as part of the President's Steve Camp Out for Hunger. And you can go to whatacrockmeals.com to start your order right now. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, brought to you this morning by Monster Mania 57, November 10th through the 12th in Oaks, Pennsylvania with Alice Cooper's Scream Reunion, uh, the stars of Five Nights at Freddy's, and more. And tickets on sale now, monstermania.net. Uh, Casey, that story that I told you I had, I didn't get it ready. Uh, I got it. This you. one right there? Uh, yep, I, I appreciate that. Uh, Slipknot and System of Down have been booked for the next year Sick New World Festival. Sick. Yeah. Uh, now in its second year. Those cats really know how to play guitar. The event <laughs> will return to the Las Vegas Festival grounds on April 27th. Uh, the massive lineup features over 65 artists across five stages, including Bring Me the Horizon, A Perfect Circle, Allison Chains, and Danny Elfman performing. Uh, tickets are on sale beginning on Friday, October 13th. Is he performing as Danny Elfman or Oingo Boingo? Uh, Danny Elfman. That's crazy. (laughs) Sick. Sick. Bush has released a haunting music video for the new track, Nowhere to Go But Everywhere. Is it scary? Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, In the clip, frontman Gavin Rossdale plays part of a time traveler. About that, he said, well, anyone can identify with clinging to the past, which the song addresses. The extremes we've seen some people go to for external youth is unnerving. He went on to call David Bowie a genius for his past words on the subject. Rossdale said, Bowie said, the thing about aging is you become the person you should have been all along. The new song will be the band's on the band's next record called Loaded, the greatest hits, 94 to 23, due on November 10th. A digital version of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers 2010 blues album Mojo is going to be released on October 20th. Extra Mojo will feature two previously unreleased tracks. One song is already available. Uh, Help Me is a cover of Sonny Boy Williamson, the second tune, and is accompanied with a video featuring never before seen footage. Shows Petty in the studio recording with the Heartbreakers. Uh, the other song is called Mystery of Love. And October 20th is not only the release date, but also what would have been celebrated as Tom's 73rd birthday. I wonder how much more Tom Petty stuff is. I mean, they, they did release that pretty comprehensive collection a while ago. Yeah. But, you know, with these artists of that nature, they keep finding stuff. Yeah, yeah they record so much stuff and then it's crazy. it gets set aside and there you go. Yeah. One last thing. Uh, this was just announced. The rescheduled uh, Godsmack concert from July. Uh, Saturday, October 28th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. They have a special guest opening uh, the show, and that is the band Extreme. Wow. Which is really cool. So the entire venue. You're a fan, right? I love Extreme. Great band. Um, they have a, they have a really great concept album called Three Sides of Every Story that I love. Uh, and Nuno Betancourt, the guitarist, is just a shredder, big time. So the entire venue is open for the events, and uh, that does include the lawn. So kind of a late uh, season show to have the lawn ready to go. So Saturday, October, be nice and hard. October 28th, and uh, tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. And all tickets honored from the original show date, uh, or will be original from, from the original show date, will be honored. Um, that was shortened due to severe weather. So what's the latest date we'll go on the lawn? Into the season? Yeah. I don't know. I'm I mean, not really sure. I, I bet you people, the, the issue is, 
You got to leave the pavilion open. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, and it's going to sell less tickets. Right. If yeah. you're going to be sitting outside in the cold, right? So yeah. They they, uh, they change it to indoors uh, at a certain point, and I would imagine it would be at the beginning of November. I would, so this is a pretty late show, but that's me just guessing out loud. So anyway, this is extreme. It's a great song, wholehearted. All right, and that is last item in music news for you. Uh, we have a secret text word, and we have uh, yet to get a winner, so let's do that, Kathy. What number is it going to be? Seven. All right, seven. Seventh caller, 215-263-WMMR. Uh, you need to know the secret text word, and we have those tickets to see Chris Tucker next week if you do. So we'll come back, see if we can get ourselves a winner. Random text or two. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. President Steve's Cat Out for Hunger begins Monday, November 13th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. With more and more area families struggling with food insecurity, Subaru of America is encouraging area companies to step up and make a difference with the Camp Out Business Challenge. The top business food donor gets a live on-site broadcast from the Preston and Steve Show. Second, a live broadcast from the legendary Pierre Robert. And third, a $20,000 WMMR advertising campaign. Plus, this year, all business challenge participants will be entered to win a studio visit with Preston and Steve for you. Your employees, no matter the size of your donation, large or small, every donation helps fill abundance in their mission to drive hunger from our communities today and end hunger for good. Visit WMMR.com for complete details on the Subaru Business Challenge from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. The President Steve Show coming to an end on a Wednesday morning and a few things to take care of before wrapping it all up for the day. Uh, and those do involve giveaways. So we are going to try and get ourselves a winner for the secret text word. And yeah, we were looking for caller number seven. And we have that caller. Happens to be a guy named Mike. Hey, Mike. Hi, how are you? Good, buddy. How you Hi, doing? Hi, Mike. Oh, great. I love that Brady reference. <laughs> yeah, very good. All right. Hi, Mike. Mike, do me a favor. Tell me what that secret text word is, please. It is as in I wish it was Friday. That is correct. Yeah. You are correct, sir. Hang on, Mike. We're going to take care of you, and we're going to set you up with a pair of tickets to see Chris Tucker, the Legend Tour, next Wednesday. That's October the 18th at the Met Philadelphia. Tickets are on sale now. Complete details on the concert calendar, WMMR.com. Uh, we grabbed a random texter, and we're going to give that person the same prize. It's Haley Ryan, who is from Chad's Ford, Pennsylvania. So yeah, Haley. Haley. Yeah, you're going to go see uh, Chris Tucker as well, so congratulations to you. Uh, thank you to the host of people who are on the program today. First of all, we had Eric Cushing, who's with the Philadelphia Police Foundation at the Market Street Run uh, for the Blue, which is coming up this Sunday. And instead of the, you know, the Broad Street Run, which is a 10-miler, yeah. and even for the, you know, less than intense runner, 10 miles can still be a bit much. Agreed. This is a five-mile race. I think you could, listen, I am never having run any sort of marathon. I ran a five-mile race yeah. years ago. It's not, you can do it. Just and, pace yourself. And if you do like like 5Ks and, and think, yeah. I'd like to go just a smidge more. This is perfect for you. So uh, details, marketstreetrun.org. Uh, our buddy John Brazier. Hey, hey, Stop hey, by as well. Brazier, the uh, director of fun and games for the Phils. And he just let us know uh, some of the things 
that are going to be happening activity-wise, as you can imagine, at the ballpark. And with a day like today going into this evening. Gorgeous. Uh, there's going to be lots for you to do if you go down early. Nick went down last week early for a game, like way early, like two hours early, and had a great time. There's yeah. plenty for you to do, and that's what they recommend that you do. So um, thanks to John for coming by this morning. And then we had the uh, conductor of the Philadelphia Orchestra, Tristan Ray's Sherman. <laughs> On and uh, that was a cool conversation. He is going to be conducting music of superheroes. It's a concert that's coming up this Saturday. Uh, it's eleven thirty a.m. It's a matinee and it's the Philadelphia Orchestra playing music from the Incredibles and Star Wars and Superman and uh, you know a whole bunch of different yeah. genres. It's a ton to pick from. Cool superhero music pieces. So it was cool to have uh, Tristan on this morning. You can go to philorc.org for the information. And to get those tickets. Um, I guess we need to do the letter of the day. We have a new word of the week prize. So Casey's going to handle this. And let's do that now. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter T, as in three-day work week. All right, letter T, and we have a three-letter word, a six-pack of Flyers opening night tickets to give away. It is a new era of orange in Philadelphia. Flyers return to the ice for the 2023-24 season with an opening night matchup against the Vancouver Canucks. That's on October 17th, and all fans get a Flyers opening night t-shirt presented by Fanta. Uh, get tickets at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, so we give that away on Friday. And as we are taking a break, I'm going to give away one last thing that I have. I have another four-pack of tickets uh, for the Taste Philadelphia Festival, which nice. is coming up October 20th and 21st Valley Forge Casino Resort. Tickets available at phillytastefest.com. So caller number 20 will give that to 215-263-WMMR. And thanks again uh, to Chef Stacy uh, for coming in from Oliver's Twist and uh, serving up this amazing seafood cheller and Trace Leche Cornbread. Uh, and they are an eclectic, upscale, cafeteria-style restaurant. Uh, they are located in Glassboro, New Jersey, with vegan and non-vegan options. And you can follow them at Oliver Twist Restaurant and see Chef Stacy at Taste Philly at Valley Forge Casino Resort. So Excellent. We thank them for being here. I would also like to thank our sponsors. Uh, the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. And also brought to you by Monster Mania 57, November 10th to the 12th in Oaks, Pennsylvania. Tickets are on sale now. Tomorrow for a Thursday morning soiree, uh, comedian Drew Lynch is going to be stopping hey. by. So, yeah, we'll spend some time with Drew. And we'll get into many, many other things. Crumb bum cash and all that good stuff. So that is it. We are done. Ray John, have a great day. Pierre is in next. And he will have your chance to win with Crumb bum cash coming up at noon. Stay with us. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the map. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.